do do. Yeah, you lucky I wasn't recording that, bro. That would have been embarrassing. I definitely would have used that as a damn mm-hmm. audio clip by itself. Don't you do it. You lucky, nigga. Just about to get off in your ass. Pause. All right. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Talk to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. You turn the motherfucking noise. Don't up. talk to me. Y'all shut the fuck up. Right I'm talking. This Guess who's back, nigga? I'm pretty sure I've used this song before. Bring it down, but God damn it, it's still appropriate. Okay. Cause now my nigga bite, nigga. Y'all face niggas face had me in this bitch last week talking to myself like a fucking lunatic. Hey, them be some of the best conversations. Did you talk back though? Did you say something and then talk back? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Ain't no telling. But yeah, my nigga back in this bitch. Balance has been restored. And and this nigga is having a drink. Oh my god. Oh my god. This nigga don't drink no more. Niggas go to Mexico and their whole life changed. Their whole life revert back to its old version. It's crazy. You don't get used to it. God damn. Anyway, let's get to the real business at hand here. That's right. Yeah, nigga. May 27th, 2021. My nigga Lil Keefy back. Episode 19. 119. You are now tuned in to the Immaculate Sounds. Profane Profile. Subscriber, shout out to El Puerto de Santa Maria, España. Nigga, that we shit see sounds, y'all out there. That shit sounds sexy as fuck. We see y'all out there. We see y'all listening. I don't know who's listening. I don't know what the fuck this shit sounds like to niggas who don't speak English. But thank you. And maybe I shouldn't assume that y'all don't speak English because they speak English a little bit everywhere, right? Basically. So shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, we back in this motherfucker for one hundred and nineteen. Um, as has been the case for about a little more than 40 years now. Uh, my name is Maxell. Maxell. And directly across from me, once again, is that dude. Keith, Keith, Keith. Keith, Keith, Keith. Keith, 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 Keith. My man, man. Mm. Fresh off a vacay, nigga. Still got sand between his toes. Feels good putting my, my, my feet back on the hardwood. Stumping on the hardwood Like I'm Giannis You know I still Like I'm LeBron Still repped for you last week Oh yeah Your drop still got dropped and all of that My nigga uh, So how was how was your trip man? How was the anniversary trip? Oh uh, that shit was beautiful I, I can't even lie The pictures were, were amazing man, Seems man. like you had great views Did you see, did you see the uh, one picture I posted Standing on the balcony ass naked Fuck no, I'm glad. So I so so my ass was facing the camera, but my 
but my front side was facing everybody else, the water and all that shit. It's like a good morning, like on some king type shit. You know what I'm saying? But the the trip was beautiful, man. Uh, no, that's gangster though. The, I'm, glad, uh, I'm really glad I didn't see that though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm glad you didn't see it either. It wasn't for you. Hopefully, it's not on fucking Facebook. No, it wasn't on Facebook. <laughs> I posted it to my IG story, so it was up okay. and now it's gone. Nah, I missed that. Fortunately, let me round of applause for me missing that. Woo-hoo. I don't care about your ass. <laughs> The resort we stayed at was dope. It was an all adult resort, um, all inclusive. So you y'all know, was really on some fuck them kids, man. The fuck hell them kids yeah. week. Hell yeah. <laughs> Who do you want to see? No children. Had the mini bar stocked. The room was dope, um, bro. Everything was controlled by an iPad, nigga. You couldn't even go get your own ice, nigga. You had to call room service with the iPad to get your own ice. How long they take though? They take longer. They be it depend. Right it depends on what time what you, you call. Yeah. So during the day they was they was pretty quiet, pretty fast, like five minutes, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on that night, it took them about fifteen minutes, ten, twenty minutes to bring the ice up. I'm like y'all taking too long. I got some freaky shit to do right, right. now. God damn it! Stick this ice in some holes. Right. Some holes are still hot. So I'm coming to the I'm coming to the uh, <laughs> door in my robe and shit with my dick hanging out. Dog, if you mention your dick one more motherfucking time on this show, <laughs> you gonna have to fucking leave. Goddamn, where do you think you at? Nigga, when you go to you go to Puerto Vallarta and do some old romantic ass shit, nigga, you just come back like fuck it. Man, listen, I ain't mad at you at all, bro. But what the, type of uh, activities y'all niggas do? I was just about to say the highlight of the trip for me was the excursion that we did. So uh, we started off. With the ATV, so we did ATVs through the mountains of Mexico, right? And then we got off the ATV and we basically like jumped into this small lake, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, climbed up these rocks and you know jumped off into the lake. You know, only nigga out there doing that shit. And white really? folks was looking at me like, "Hold on, we got to get a picture of this shit, nigga." I was like the unicorn out there or something. Yeah, they thought you was trying to drown. They was trying to <laughs> catch that shit on tape. Hold on, niggas do swim, huh? Nigga, I was out there doggy paddling all kind of shit. Um, but so we did that. Then got back on the ATVs to ride up through the mountains some more. Then we went to zip lining. Right, mm-hmm. wifey don't fuck with heights, she, and it was she posted on Facebook about that. It was like eleven zip lines, and each zip line obviously got higher and higher up. Mm-hmm. And we was high as fuck, and you know me, I'm a oh adrenaline junkie. I was loving that shit. I even did one backwards and upside down. You know what so I'm saying? You're facing the you're facing the sky when you did it. So, I mean, the regular position is, well, yeah, so the regular position is obviously, I Well, I, I guess, know. yeah, which one? It was just seated, right? The regular position is The seated, regular position is seated, right. Right. The one that I did, basically, nigga, my head was dangling towards the ground. Okay, so you were upside down. Upside yeah, down. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking of Vegas with your Superman position. Oh, so okay. upside down. So, but I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So my really? head was actually dangling towards the ground. And I was backwards, you know what I'm saying? So I couldn't, I could see, see where you were going. Right, exactly. See where you were coming from. Exactly, exactly. How did how did wifey handle this? How did she react to the zipline, her zipline experience? Uh, so it. 
pro- it progressively got worse. She was cool at first. <laughs> I thought you were about to say it got better over time. No, it progressively got worse. <laughs> she was cool at first, and then we uh we got to like number six or seven. So you she, get on each of the eleven zip lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And she asked the chick like how many we got left, and she told her we had like four or five left, and the wife was like, and we got to climb up some more. And she was like, yeah, she was like, all right, no, I'm done. So she did two more. The last one she did was called Unforgettable. We were we were the highest and it was the longest. Okay. Right. And that was the one that I went upside down on. She went regular. But after that one, she was like, yeah, I'm done. Took her back. She, She went back to the restaurant and got some drinks. I she kept. Had to, I she had kept to drink going. that. She was stressed out, boy. Basically, she had to drink that shit away. And so I did like two. I did like three more zip lines, and then we rode the mules the rest of the way back to the uh, to the restaurant or the beginning, if you will, hmm. at the little rendezvous point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That the first part sounds very similar to what we did in DR uh-huh. with the uh, taking the buggies like through the hills and the mountains and all that type of shit, and then going to. We went to this thing where niggas jumped off. It's like this lake uh-huh. in a cave. Like, it was in a cave. So, you were diving in a cave. It wasn't uh-huh. a lake, obviously. Whatever you call right. a body of water deep enough to dive in that's underneath rocks and shit. Right. But I didn't do that, obviously, because I don't fuck with the water. But I took pictures of her doing it. That's exactly then, like how ours was, except for it wasn't in a cave. Did that. And then we went to the beach right after that. Okay. But dope, man. That's dope. I wish we would have had some zip lining. I think that's something that she wanted to do, but it was either too expensive mm-hmm. or it was going to take too long. I think, because I, actually, I think that's what it was. It was like a fucking, like a six hour, six, seven hour thing all total. Yep. And she ain't want to commit that much time to yep. one activity. That's how our shit was. So between the ATV. The zip line and, and the mule, that shit was like six hours. The zip line in itself was two hours. Got it. But um, speaking of that, still have the opportunity. Some some of my coworkers told me about this place called Banning Mills. B-A-N-N-I-N-G. Banning Mills. It's in Georgia. They say it's up 20 somewhere where you can go zip line it. That's something we might have to check out. The wife definitely ain't trying to do that shit, but buddy said, but buddy said it's pretty dope, and he said you actually zip line from tree to tree and it gets higher. Georgia, yes sir. Two hundred five Horseshoe Dam Road. And I was like, it's in Whitesburg. We cool. And they was like, yeah, yeah, you be straight. Yeah, Whitesburg sound white as a motherfucker, <laughs> boy. Nigga end up going zip line and you be hanging from a tree. Right, it. you take off. But you don't never make it to the other side. Right. Where the fuck this nigga at? Oh, that nigga dangling about 50% through. Dope, though, man. I'm glad y'all had a good time, bro. Glad Hell y'all yeah, niggas it was had a, a good time, man. Nice getaway. So, what was that? Five days, four nights. Because we got there on Monday. We left Friday. Uh, y'all afternoon. got some away time. The grand folks got some time with mm-hmm. the boys. Facts. I saw Jeremiah miss a day of school or he was late or some shit. One of them, yeah, One yeah. Of the days, like the first day, <laughs> Mom, moms and pops got lost taking him to school. Jeremiah was like, "Yo, this don't look familiar." <laughs> Where the fuck are you going, Grandpa? What the fuck? What she called? What is a? Uh, what does he call 
the, your your parents, Nana and Pops. And what about his other grand? Gamma and Papa. Got you. Mm-hmm. We always got different names for right the different sets of grandparents. Right. It can't just be Grandma and Grandpa. Everybody. My mom's was like, "Yo, don't call me nothing, Gamma." So there's Nana That's cool I'm good with Nana Shit I would be grandpa right now If I had grandkids That's 40 Grandpa I'm grandpa Or pawpaw Or whatever Whatever you call old niggas I'm I'm that Okay I will be cool with that Shit my nieces and nephews Call me Uncle Max You Cause I'm their uncle Mm -hmm. I'm your grandpa So bitch you call me grandpa I mean to call you a bitch, little granddaughter. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, grandbaby. Go get some ice cream. I meant that in a, in an endearing way. <laughs> yeah, but that's dope, man. That's very dope. That's so dope definitely, fuck, definitely a place that I would recommend. Puerto Vallarta. We stayed at a five a five diamond resort. Um, yeah, dope, like Puff Daddy. Dope views. Man, that shit, bro. That honestly, that's a place that I could see us retiring that. You know what I'm saying? If if we were able to get our money right, that's what I said about uh, about Punta Cana. Uh huh. Well, Cap Cana is where we were, uh-huh. which is like the rich area of Punta Cana. But it's motherfuckers who live there on that. Oh resort. yeah, oh yeah. There's this one dude named Miguel, who we saw like ten times while we were there, because he he lives there and he does something there, mm-hmm. you know, in a in an official capacity, but. His time is spent riding a bike around the fucking property. Like, this nigga tan is immaculate. <laughs> this motherfucker just, we ride this bike. He be at the pool, he'll pull up, hey, you know what I mean? Pull up, stop, talk to some people. Ride over here, talk to them, ride over, just drive. He's always oh, hopping off a bike. Miguel getting all kind, of, all kind of random ass in that motherfucker. No, he got to be catching straight. And he looked good as fuck. Like, the nigga was like, I think he said he was 62. Oh, okay. 61. Uh-huh. But if I would have had to guess his age, I would have guessed the motherfucker was like maybe 45, 50 tops. Oh, okay. Like, Miguel looks great. You know what I mean? He rides that bike all the time, so he's in shape and shit, right. thin, tall. Looks super healthy, man. Shout out to Miguel. When super you, nice guy, too. When y'all were there, did y'all do one of those timeshare tours or presentations? Yeah. Hell yeah. And so were they, were they trying to sell y'all on... On units on that property, or did they take y'all to a different property? That one. Okay. That one. That'd be our thing. Like the timeshare lick. That's that's Bay. That's her motherfucking lick, boy. Bro, y'all better than me, cause I did that shit once, and I'm like, bro, this shit taking too long, my nigga. I done told you no. Like <laughs> they usually don't take long. The one in DR took forever, cause uh-huh. them them motherfuckers wouldn't take no for an answer. They kept bringing more people over and shit. <laughs> And then I ended up leaving because I was drunk. <laughs> you so just walked. You just got I up went, and walked away. I huh? went to the bathroom. I had to pee because I was drunk. You know how I get right. pissy as fuck. It never came back. And I stopped on the way back to talk to the dude who owns the fucking uh, resort that we were staying in. Uh-huh. This rich ass white dude, super fucking cool. And he was actually the uncle of the guy who was giving us the timeshare presentation. This uh-huh. young guy, young, seemingly very nice guy, was uh, giving us our timeshare presentation. But when I went to pee, like I said, on the way back, I stopped, started ch- chopping it up with his uncle for I don't know how long because I was drunk. We talking. Actually, I was talking to him and the guy who owned the restaurant that we were in, mm-hmm. who owned the restaurant on the property. These two white dudes. Just chopping it up. And uh, meanwhile, they in there trying to press Sydney. Oh, they thought they was like, oh, it's go time. nigga. And uh, 
you know, she better with that shit than me because, you know, I don't even want to sit through any of that because I already know I'm not going to buy shit. So right. I don't even want to hear nothing y'all got to say. Right. Like, I don't even want to hear it. But she's better at, you know, okay, like pretending to be interested. Right, right, right. But uh, we got through it. She ended up having to get snappy with them because they was just overdoing it. She uh-huh. eventually was like, yo, you know, we've been here five hours or whatever already. Oh, yeah, that's that's like long. a work shift. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm on vacation. Like, we already told you no. We'll look into it like the fuck. I'm ready to go. Like, she had to hit him like that. So, the dude that I told you was homeboy's nephew. Uh-huh. The reason I said he was seemingly a nice guy is because he was cool as fuck the whole time. Oh, yeah. From the first initial encounter all the way through the five-hour presentation, right? And then she says whatever she says to them. And we go on with the rest of our day. The next morning, we're having breakfast at the restaurant down there. Uh-huh. Dude uh, sashays his little fucking tight-ass pants down there. And no, these aren't gay jokes, because this dude was not gay. He was a young white guy who lived in fucking Punta Cana. Uh, the nigga was like 23. Uh-huh. Like, man, he lived down there. He's from America. Like He's not fucking Dominican or no type of Latino who just looks white. He white as fuck. He white white from yeah. the Caucasus Mountains. Yeah, and his uncle owns this resort. Oh, so they got bread. Type shit. You know what I mean? So he got invited to come down there. Like, hey, why don't you come down here and work for me? Right. You can live here. So he lives there. He told told me told me about all the straight pussy he be catching and all that shit. So definitely not gay. But he was definitely sashaying his little tight ass pants. <laughs> he sashayed his little tight ass pants and boots down there into the restaurant while we were there. And I was over here taking pictures of this boat that was across the water and shit that looked cool. But as I was walking back to the table, I saw him. He had, I actually saw him walk to the restaurant. But then I saw him come out of the door and onto the patio where City was sitting mm-hmm. at our table. You know what I mean? Walks and sees her. I know he sees her because it ain't nobody else there at the time right. who looks like her who's light skinned tall with fucking long fucking braids down to the middle of her damn back or the to her damn waist actually right. long as ratchet braids ain't nobody else and we just saw your ass yesterday nigga for five hours like you know who the fuck this is god damn here. so a legit five hours walk smooth past sydney and didn't say shit oh I no know. no hey how you doing like nothing i ain't like that shit i saw it and I thought like, well, maybe I just missed it. Like no, maybe it was did. just very subtle, you know, and I just didn't see it from where I was. Cause I told you I was over here taking pictures, walking back that way. So I saw it from afar, from afar, but I couldn't hear shit. But that shit made me mad. I wanted to go find his ass. Like nigga, let me walk past my goddamn girl and talking nigga. He fucking cost us five hours of our fucking trip. Lame ass nigga, at least say what's up. He was cool as shit yesterday. We were sitting here eating breakfast and shit in this very same restaurant. Right. Oh, bitch ass nigga. So that's how y'all started off too, eating breakfast at the restaurant, and they take you on the tour and do the presentation and try to sell mm-hmm. y'all on it. That's how it always is. Well, no, it wasn't like that in Vegas. Uh-huh. We when we did one in Vegas, we just went to the place where dude was, and he was showing us pictures of whatever the fuck he's trying to sell us, okay. showing us pictures on the computer. And so we but, we yeah. did ours because they gave us a hundred and fifty dollar credit towards anything that we wanted. So me and the wife ended up getting a, a massage. That's what you know she really wanted to do. So we got massages, but. The one thing that I will say is that they kept telling us because it was a five diamond resort and they don't want to lose their credit. Mm-hmm. They don't press you. So ours wasn't that long. So we told we did have to tell dude we did have to tell dude no a couple times, but they didn't continue sending people at us. You know what I'm saying? Like we told dude no. 
he was a little salty. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. You in the business of being told no by right. a bunch of motherfuckers. Right. Right. Um, but, you know, wasn't no hard feelings or nothing. He got up and was like, you know, well, I, I thank you. How was my customer service? Woo, this, woo, that. The next dude that came in was just like, yo, if you give us some referrals, I'll put your name down there too. But I, obviously I gave him a fake number because you ain't heard nothing back from him. I mixed the numbers up. <laughs> I like transposed the yeah, numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? I did that for a couple of people. Actually, I put one person down their real number. It's because I don't fuck with that nigga no more. So I hope they blow you up, whole ass nigga. That's how the. Uh, that's how actually all of them, because we've been on several. Because that's I told you that's her lick. We get discounts on like she she bought like a package mm-hmm. of trips, and each one comes with a fucking presentation. presentation. But all of them that we've been on before. The nigga tells us off top, he's like, yo, you're not obligated to buy nothing. Right. If you don't buy anything, you know, that's fine. You know, last dude in Vegas, dude was like, look, you know, I get paid to be here. Like, no, this this is my job. Like, if you buy something, that's extra money, which is good. But, you know, it's not like you wasting my time. Right. If you, like, right. he's like, kept it real with us. His white dude. He was super cool. Super cool about the shit. Because he know what the fuck is going on. Like, right. you know, he know we got a discount to come out here. You know we get even more Like you know what I mean We get a rebate to come for, for coming to this shit Like you know what the fuck Is going on niggas And they do too That's why they pay you For being here You know what I mean Right But it was super It was super uh, No pressure Like you said Your shit was mm-hmm. Like he went through his spiel Showed us what he had to show us We listened You know what I'm saying But at the end of the day We didn't do shit He was like cool you know what I mean? Y'all niggas want some more cookies And donuts and shit They right over there Right You know what I mean Fill this out To prove that you were here Rate me on this website or whatever. Exactly. And then that was it. Exactly. Yeah, we went back to fucking, we went to the dispensary after that. And, I, and, and, and in all honesty, you would think that they know who's, will, who's willing to buy, right? Because, I mean, it's a timeshare. And though you may not be locked in anything, you can probably get out. Usually them shits are dedicated towards older people. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like me and Andrea, we still in, we still fairly young. We're young kids. I'm not trying to sign up for this shit right now. We don't know the next time we're going to take a fucking vacation. To that place. That right. was our thing. Like, we like to go different places. Right. Like, it'd be different if we came here regularly. But we don't. Like, our next trip ain't going to be here. Our next, we might not be here till fucking 10 trips from now. We trying to see the, the globe, nigga. We're not trying to come back to... You know, this is beautiful. We like it, but there's a lot of beautiful places on earth, and we exactly. want to see as many of them as we can. So that'd be our thing, usually. Like we oh, so the we one, like to travel, but we travel different locations. So the ones that y'all were looking at were mainly for one location then, because the one that they were showing us was we could use it at different locations. You know what I'm saying? If we want to go to fucking Hawaii, we can use it in Hawaii. That's quite possible. Uh-huh. But like I said, I don't be paying attention to these I got you. Like, I got I don't, you. Not to the detail. I got you. And I always be lit when I'm there. Because we get extra <laughs> lit before we go. Because I'm like, all right, I already know I'm finna have to sit through some shit that I don't want to hear. So let me go ahead and get right first. So Yeah, and, um, and, and though it was cool, that was, I, I would say, that was probably the downside of our of our whole trip. And like I say, it wasn't long at all. I think overall, between breakfast and the presentation, we might have did like two, two and a half hours. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, you mentally got to prepare for that shit because you already know I'm about to sit across from motherfucker. I don't know, nigga. I don't care about shit that you got going on, fam. That's a fact. 
and you gonna sell me on some shit that I don't want. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got to keep. I got to. I know I'm gonna have to tell you no a couple times. It's gonna be awkward when we when we depart each other. But God damn it, let's do what we gotta do. Let's get the shit over with. See, I let I let Bay do the talking in those situations. And I'm there just to make sure this nigga don't, you know, say nothing, say nothing incorrect. <laughs> That's crazy because Andrea, Andrea is so nice. She hates telling people no. You know what I'm saying? And like we talked about that even like afterwards, cause she'll tell. She even told me beforehand like this is this is yo. I'm putting this on you. Like not that it was my thing, but she know that I'm. I don't mind telling a motherfucker no. Right. You know what I'm saying? I come from I come from a, the merch industry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm used to being told no by people. So telling a motherfucker no is no problem for me. And so even afterwards, the whole time she kept, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we had to like, baby, look, you got to get over this shit. Like, bruh is in the business of being told no. Oh, she felt bad. She like, feels because, bad about telling people no. This time presenting it and then we said no type shit nigga she almost had us on a time buying a timeshare in (laughs) vegas fam the first time we went to vegas we got stopped by somebody and was like yo we'll give you x y and z if you come to this timeshare presentation nigga the whole time i'm like no 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 and she like uh uh you know what i'm saying that's all he needs to see right like oh she 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 on the hook let me right. keep reeling her motherfucking right. ass in and I'm looking yeah. at her like no nah, we good we good thought <laughs> mm-hmm. they had one and they would have if not for you right that shit crazy nah my baby she'll tell the motherfucking no in a heartbeat she used to that shit she used to telling people no because she's a fucking bartender. So, you know, motherfuckers right. be shooting their shot all night or right. they want something they ain't got or whatever the situation. Right. No. Right. What else? Like, you know, what's what's <laughs> what's what's next? Because no on that one. So what's 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 next? She real good with that. And you wanna And I don't have a problem with that either, you know, but you know, she's she's she better with it. Her nose are nicer than mine. So You wants. you wanna know you wanna know the hardest thing for people to 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 master it's telling somebody no and then just sitting there like that just leaving, that, just leaving it right that awkward silence after telling somebody no because most people want to feel that awkward silence with something so they'll come up with like some reason or uh or excuse why they're saying no try to explain themselves. right try to explain themselves as opposed to just saying no and just sitting that shit there that's a fact i wonder what is the psychological reason behind that like do we really care that much about other people's feelings when we're talking to them right you know i guess we do we even do subconsciously maybe we don't think we do but a lot of times i think we do because that that is true i i find myself doing that shit before. Mm-hmm. well you know no i don't think i can do it because instead of just no nah, no nah. even though i have done that but it's usually in more like casual situations right hey you know we're offering to go you know, do this. You know, you want to go? Nah. Nah, nah. Thanks, though. I'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> type shit. I'll see y'all on the next one, though. Maybe. So, yeah, that's 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 interesting. It's a psychological thing. Motherfuckers don't want to... I guess most people... Because most people, I think, are decent. Right. And they don't want to come off as an asshole. Or don't want to be perceived as an asshole. Right. 
and they feel like that no will make whoever this other person, whoever's on the receiving end of it, think that they are an asshole or right. have some type of leave this encounter with a negative feeling about them. Right. And a lot of people are worried about that. But facts. But you know, I don't think I've definitely done that. But I don't think I'm. I have that problem very much. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that's a big problem for me because I don't really at this point in my life I don't really give a fuck what people I don't know man think about me. Say it again. You know what I mean. <laughs> say it again. Like you know, I don't really care. You know, the people that I give a fuck about are cool as long as they cool with me. If they tell me that I'm off or that I did something or if they feel bad off something I did, then I give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? If I, if me and you get into it, you know, like the shit in college that one time. Mm-hmm. The one time, the one time, me and Keith been friends for a motherfucking 20 years or some shit. And the one time, we've got, we've only got into it for real once. Like, we've been homies, we've been kicked it, niggas been drunk around each other, niggas was fucking roommates. And we've only had like one clash of heads. And that shit was short lived. Like, right. that shit didn't even make it out the day. That shit didn't, even, didn't nah. even make it to a damn sunset. Nick, niggas rolled up and forgot about that shit Real like shit. 30, 45 minutes later. Real shit. I came in the house hot, <laughs> nigga talking shit. Steaming. Nigga, you sitting there eating tacos? <laughs> I still remember that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I was waiting on you, nigga. You sitting there eating motherfucking Taco Bell and shit. And I hate Taco Bell. Like, this is what you eat, nigga? Fuck, got me looking for your ass. Uh, yeah, never mind. Never mind our <laughs> debates that we have on the show. Them shits ain't nothing. My nigga was, hey, and I couldn't do nothing but apologize because the nigga was in the wrong. Cause I, we had an arrangement. I broke the arrangement, and he didn't know I broke the arrangement. Yeah, dog, no, that shit was crazy. That, but that shit was so short lived. I came in hot. I said what I said. <laughs> You know, you got defensive because, you know, they can come in yelling at you. Right, shit. right. Your initial you reaction is like, hold on, nigga, who the fuck right. you think you talking to? You know, but then cooler heads prevailed. Right. The nigga Keith was like, yo, man, you right. My bad on that. And I was like, dog, my bad for coming at you like that. And then that was the end of it. Then we smoked. And that was it. Probably played the game or some shit. Facts. And that was it. And, you know, or here we watched, are. Uh, uh, Rap City or some shit. Some shit. The basement. The basement was still popping in. Y'all little niggas don't know, even know what that is, probably. Right. It's a damn shame what y'all had to miss. You know how how trash would the basement be right now with today's rappers? The booth. Can you imagine some of these niggas oh, in the booth? No, I cannot. No, Some of I these cannot. niggas I can't. Like, some of these niggas I can. Like, I would love to see Freddie Gibbs in the booth. Facts. You know, but he's not a young nigga, though. Freddie Gibbs is damn mm-hmm. near my age. That nigga, like, 37 or some shit. It's almost our age. But some of these, like, younger guys, some of these, you know, vibe, like, mumble rappers, quote, unquote. I guess mumble rappers is, like, a derogatory term. Now, I don't know what it to call is. these niggas, but, you know, y'all niggas know what I mean. The niggas who don't really give a fuck about bars, you know, they just trying to catch that vibe and, you know, more melodic type shit. That's them niggas that are dominating the game right now. So I don't that's who would be on Rap City is the the hot niggas and most of the hot niggas. I think I think the baby would be good in the booth. I fucks with him. I want to hear the baby and and Freddie Gibbs on a record. Uh, that would be a good one. Cause Freddie, cause cause the baby holding his own. Little baby holding his own on any track he get on. The baby. I'm talking about the baby, not little baby. Oh, you talking about the baby? I'm the talking baby. about little baby. I'm talking about the baby. I, I'm not. I don't know enough about little baby. I think little baby is smoke the baby. Okay. 
I can't I can't speak to that because okay. I haven't heard enough of Lil, Lil Baby, Baby shit. Okay. Lil Baby got a verse on that J. Cole. Uh-huh. And Lil Baby. I think he had a verse on one of them. Maybe on that Drake three pack, maybe? He does. And I think those might be the only two verses from him that I can identify that mm-hmm. I like. You know what I'm saying? But the baby, I like the baby, even though he only got one flow. He does. Uh that would still be cool because Freddie Gibbs can rap with anybody on any flow. He got plenty flows, so he can get wherever you at. And I think I think they could probably make something dope. And both of them niggas are, you know, on some gangster shit. Well, both of them niggas are on some gangster shit. They some gangster niggas and shit who really done things. So the song they have would fun be authentic. With the rap game. But they both have fun with the shit. Freddie right. Gibbs be on social media cutting the fool. His merch game is is tight and funny. You know, you already know how the baby get down. Right. So I think that would be a good collab. And I was surprised that it haven't happened yet. Yeah, and they both from the Midwest. Well, no, he's not. Because that nigga from, from fucking North Carolina. No, nah, he's originally from Ohio. But the then mo- Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then moved to, uh, like, North Carolina. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's originally from that. Ohio. I didn't know that. But, yeah. Nigga, look at you putting your AR skills to the test, nigga. I thought about, I thought about that shit a couple days ago, my nigga. I was like, how come these niggas? Or, or I'll, my first question was, have these niggas done a song together? So I Googled it. Just mm-hmm. Googled Freddie Gibbs and mm-hmm. the baby. And I was like, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Their name pops up together in a couple different stories, like on like a Grammy nomination recap and that mm-hmm. type of shit. But they ain't got no songs together. So I don't know. The only thing I can think is management probably haven't put them because you know the baby is a is a superstar. Yeah. And Freddie Gibbs, even though he's been around and he's dope, is still considered like a I don't even want to call him underground because that takes away from him, but he kind of is though. It's you know the, what I'm saying? It's by the music definition of that, right? Kinda, even though he is Grammy nominated, right? He's independent. He's indie. He don't have a machine behind. He is indie. He is. And what's the baby situation? He signed to somebody major. He right? is. He signed to a major. Yeah, I don't so know what major, is. but he signed to. I, shit, I think he signed to Interscope. Actually, would be surprised, isn't everybody? Basically, one way or another, signed to <laughs> Facts. So, yeah. Shout out to both of them niggas, man. How much time we? How long we been talking? Oh, we're doing all right. 35 minutes deep. 35 minutes deep. We ain't really talked about shit because we really ain't got shit to talk about. Uh, niggas haven't really been paying attention to the to the news. But we're going to take a short break because my glass is empty. I want to refill that bitch. Keith is also empty. I don't know if he's going to do round two because, you know, that nigga been on some on some straight edge. No drink, no smoke shit. Yes, sir. And then the nigga anniversary came and he didn't fucked all that shit up. So well, we you know, we went to that all-inclusive resort, so you it was got, hard you not to do drink. it. You like, got to do it. It's in the pricing shit. I thought about that when you told me that you were going. I was like, oh, nigga, you ain't been drinking this shit, though. Like, I know you about to drink, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta drink, smoke if you can or if you want to or whatever. Did you smoke at all while you were there? I didn't. Uh, you got to get lit. And you got to do some nasty shit at least once while you're out of town. Whole bunch of nasty shit. There you go. You got to you gotta do it. And I know y'all can wait because y'all got two children. Man, what? One small child, one fucking preteen child. Speaking like, of which, congratulations to my nigga. He uh, just graduated the fifth grade. Hey. So he will be moving on to the sixth grade. Got a middle schooler, fam. Crazy. Congratulations, Marcus. Love you, boy. 
The sky's the limit. Yeah, man. Very intelligent young man. Very intelligent young man. He questions everything, bro. And that's what I love about him, man. He'll call you out, especially if it don't make sense. And sometimes I'll be having to tell him, like, bro, I understand that it don't make sense, but that's just the way that it is. And that's one of the harsh realities about the world. Some shit won't make sense, but if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Yeah. Well, like what? What like give me an example of something that he So he um him him and him and his little brother got a slick ass mouth and, and Marcus they, is ten, if you guys are uh unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned my nigga Alan who's new to the show. Uh Marcus is Keith's oldest son. That nigga's ten. And uh big personality. You know, uh really good kid. You know what I mean? He really, is. really, really good kid. But but go ahead. He questions everything. So and you got to tell him sometimes the, it's not the last the last situation that I can think of. Right, like I say, both of the boys they they. I'm about to feel like a very bad parent right now, but they cuss right. What the hell? Damn, you know what I'm saying? Like let them fly. And what, what Jeremiah said to Marcus. <laughs> I was smack the shit out of you. <laughs> like, nigga, I heard you. I'm right. I'm sitting right here, fam. <laughs> That's funny. But um, but they they try to also get away with like saying freak or flubber or you know what I'm saying, yeah. like some off brand shit, yeah. right? So yeah. one night, I guess they walk in and Marcus Marcus says that he said some off brand word for fuck. Andrea says she heard him say fuck, uh, right? So who really matters in that situation? Uh, Andrea, uh, right? Don't, nigga, I know what I heard. He arguing about that ain't what I said. He still got in trouble, and that's what I tried to explain to him. Like, it don't make sense. I didn't say that. She taking my iPad away. I get in trouble like that. It doesn't make sense. I get that it doesn't make sense, but guess what? In the situation of authority, it's about what they heard or what they saw. It ain't about what you actually said or did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that shit sucks. But that's a learning lesson for you because you might you could end up in a bad situation because somebody thought you said or did something that you didn't do. So you always have to be mindful of that. So how about you just stop using words around that word anyway? You know what I'm saying? So that was one of the most recent situations. Does well, he's in. Uh, what is he in? The uh, fucking what? So Ten years old is the what? Fourth grade? No, no, no. He just graduated fifth. He he's going so to six because he, he about to be ele- he about to be eleven in June. And that school, the school that he's going to, do they have a debate team by any chance? Great question. I do not know. I do not know. Because debate sounds like it might be a good thing for him. Uh. Your dad said he's the one that mentioned that Marcus likes to uh, argue everything. I don't yes. know if that's the word he used, but mm-hmm. that was a point. No, that's probably and what he Pop was said. like. Uh, he was like, you know, maybe lawyer, mm-hmm. some law shit in his future. But that's dope, man. I like I like the fact that the nigga recognizes when some shit is some bullshit. Right. He's like, yo, that's some bullshit, and he'll say it. You know what I mean? He's just not in a position at this point to do anything about it, especially when it's you against moms. Right. You know, you ain't never going to win shit against moms, Marcus. 
<laughs> shit. I don't give a fuck. Even if you become an attorney, you can be Johnny Cochran out this motherfucker. But you know, Mama still wins. Whatever she says still goes, bro. So get used to that. But, but yeah, that's dope, man. That's crazy that y'all that you got fucking kids, man. Man, I mean, man. it's not crazy that you have kids. No, it's not is you, crazy. but you know, just the fact that we're old enough to fucking have to be having these conversations about you know. Your fucking kids, right? My goddamn nephews and godson and shit. That shit is crazy. It's crazy, bro. Point of life that we didn't hit. I'm definitely, thing, I'm definitely, I, I'm mature enough to have kids, but I'm definitely not like the parental figure. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Because I can, I can, I can enforce discipline and rule. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really care about none of that shit. Like, I'm still, I'm still, and like I tell Marcus, and he don't realize it now, hopefully at some point he'll realize it, I'm cool as shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't really care about anything except for you doing what you supposed to do. Be on top of your shit, regardless of what it is. School, sports, whatever. Just be on top of your shit and do what you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Be smart in your decision making. That's the thing that I'm forcing on him right now is be smart in your decision making. Because bad decisions can lead you in a can put you in a fucked up situation whereas good decisions, great decisions won't. You know what I'm saying? It's the whole consequence and award thing. Do you want to do you want to deal with consequences for fucked up decisions or do you want rewards? For good decisions, great decisions, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to start him out early so that if I can start start both of them out, but mainly him because he's the oldest, start him out early that hopefully he'll get into the habit of making better decisions. That's the goal. You want to you want these niggas to be ready for the world. Exactly, exactly. To be ready for the world out this motherfucker, man. But shit, let's uh, let me take this break to uh, refill this motherfucking drink. Maybe even roll some more weed, uh, and then we're gonna try to find. We're gonna try to see what the fuck is going on in this world, and try to get to some headlines, because that's kind of what we do here. This is comedic, cultural commentary, so we need to fucking talk about something else. Current events are what we just talked about. What we spent this first fucking forty minutes talking about definitely fall under that umbrella as well. Fucking anniversaries and parenting and all that shit. Life shit, man. Yeah, you know I man. But we can get to some petty shit and some funny shit also. Um. Not only do I, cuss- yeah. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else deep and important that I got to say before we do that, but I don't think there is. Uh, let's get these kids ready for the world And uh Yeah This song is called Oh Sheila By a group Guess what the group is called Ready for the world Ah you see what I did there And this is a jam too nigga This nigga playing the drums I didn't turn the screen on This nigga playing the drums got a fucking Jerry girl well, I don't know if it's a Jerry Curl or if he's just sweaty. Is it slick to the side? I can no, he got, a, he got a yellow bandana on over there. 
this that good 80s music right here, nigga. Oh, this screen ain't even hooked up. All these niggas got Jerry Curls. But yo, we'll be right back. I know you loving this, oh Sheila. Sing that shit to hit Lil' Keith. Nigga, this was my slap back in the day. Sing the Sheila shit. Oh, oh, Sheila. We'll be right back, nigga. Hey, so was they talking about Sheila E? I feel like Sheila E was involved in this somehow. Ah, man, I don't motherfucking know. With her fine ass. I don't goddamn know. But we'll be right back. trench coat and some jewelry on top some gold jewelry this shit was a jam though it's just still a jam this shit is a slap nigga where the fuck Mark Morrison at where he yeah, worked that at that motherfucker got 129 million views yes I cry yes I cry ha 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 129 million since 2007 Anyway shout out to Mark Morrison That nigga Hopefully you still eating good off that song And you don't work at fucking Home Depot Or some shit Or hopefully you ate good off of that song And you invested your bread wisely Correct Correct Uh, Alright so what the fuck is going on uh, the NBA playoffs is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Bucks are on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are beating these motherfucking gender reveal uniform wearing ass niggas. The Miami Heat. <laughs> uh, and shout out to the Heat. I actually fuck with the Heat, but you know when you playing the Bucks, you know fuck y'all. Fuck niggas. y'all. Fuck y'all, motherfuckers. You know nothing personal, but you know I ride with the Bucks. Forever and always. The Heat got somebody from from Wisconsin on their team. They do, and they have Jimmy Butler. And they got Jimmy Butler, Jimmy B. 
who went to school in Wisconsin. Homeless Jimmy. Y'all niggas still about to lose. Catch this stiff L. Um, Should have took that stiff L last year, but, you know, I digress. Yeah, that bubble shit was different. Mm-hmm. Jason Tatum. So they're trying to say. So Jason Tatum had. There was this. There was some type of fucking uh, content that was shot during the bubble, or maybe after the bubble during the off season. Um, and they talked to several players, uh, two of them being Jason Tatum and Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. And Jason Tatum said some shit about uh, certain niggas. Certain niggas like balling out Due to the circumstances Like mm-hmm. due to the bubble Due to the atmosphere No fans And just the, the shit being different There was like less pressure And certain members of the sports media Have been insinuating Or assuming that he was talking about Tyler Hero mm-hmm. Basically calling him a Like bubble fraud Like a nigga who You know you only played well Because of the bubble and uh, the narrative is that he was right now because Tyler Hero has not been the been, same Tyler Hero that he was last year. He been quiet. Quiet, very much so. Now, of course, there are a lot of factors that could feed into that. You know, the fact that last year was his rookie year. There was no film to study on him. Now they got at least a season's worth of film. Everybody in the league has a season's worth of film. You know, so you learn how to shut a nigga down. Could be the bubble The fact that you're not in the bubble no more There's travel now There's fans in certain cities I think there's fans in all the cities The amount of fans though Varies and I watched that, the fucking The Lakers-Suns game In Phoenix They got That arena looked Crowded It didn't look full But it looked crowded They got plenty of people In that motherfucker Atlanta's Atlanta Hawks next game 100% capacity Really? Mm-hmm I think the Hawks did, Didn't the Hawks win? They won last night. Yeah, against the yep. So yeah. I think game three is tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep, mm-hmm. and game four is Sunday, and hundred percent capacity. Yeah, and, they be uh, they be every other day. State Farm Arena. Yes, we getting back to that. I really want to go to a game. I wonder what them ticket prices are like because they was high as fuck when that shit first opened back up. Mm-hmm. I ain't been to a basketball game in years. In years I can imagine you can find some tickets at a decent price Especially if they're going at 100% capacity Because a lot of people ain't going outside still Bro, not where I want to sit though Yeah, that's true You want, <laughs> you want, you want them good seats Dog, my sister got me spoiled, bro When my sister was working for Miller I remember that And I, every time I went home All I gotta do is call her Like, you know, sis, what up? You know, I'm about to be home on this date <laughs> These are the games If you can give me this one or this one or this one That'd be perfect she was like, all right. I come home. She got tickets for me. And I don't never know where the seats are, but they always be fire. Nigga, one time we sat at the scorer's table. Nigga, me and my nigga L. Shout Dope. out to L Train. Dope. Nigga, we sat at the end of the scorer's table, nigga. We were on the court. Like, all these seats. Like, you know, the scorer's table long as fuck. Right, right. Everybody sitting there had, like, a laptop in front of them and was there in, a, in, a, in an official capacity. Except then there was like two seats with nobody in them. And then the last two seats at these two niggas with fucking draft beers in the cup yelling like a motherfucker. This is Bucks versus uh, Warriors. This is when Baron Davis was there. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I'm yeah. glad it was a couple a couple empty seats in between y'all and the uh, people that was officially working because I'm sure you niggas was smelling like a whole pound. A whole pound. A whole pound. Niggas was lit up. Me and L. Benford, man. That shit, that was the best experience. Like, I ain't never been that close. Because I've never been courtside. Like, right. Foot like, on the wood. My feet were on the wood sitting at the table, but I was sitting at a table. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which is, you know, small thing because I'm technically, I'm just as close as the, the courtside niggas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I am courtside. I just have to have the table. So I got somewhere to put my beer. Right. So, I'm, you know, I guess it's a little better. But that shit, dog, that shit was so much motherfucking fun, dog. Like, we went and niggas didn't even know how to read the tickets. Like, this shit had like triple A. It's like 100 triple A or some shit. Tickets was big as fuck, like a big, like bigger than a normal ticket. Uh-huh. It's big like a piece of cardboard and shit. So we went to the fucking Usher. The Usher nigga, like, yo, man. He probably was like, how you niggas get these seats? The motherfucker didn't, maybe in his head, but externally he didn't do shit. He was like, oh, okay, yeah, let's follow me. So we get to walking down. Walking down the fucking alpha, the numbers, the just, letters are getting, you know, it's going backwards from Z to A. You know what I mean? We still walking, We fam. get to A, then we keep walking like this. Like, where the fuck are we going, bro? Like, are we about to check in the game, nigga? Like, do I need a uniform out this bitch? You know you got some great-ass seats when the usher when the usher take you to your seats. Nah, we didn't know how to get there because we didn't know how to read the ticket. Like, where the fuck is this at, dude? <laughs> I usually sit up there somewhere. Where, where is this? Nigga took us to the scores table. We looked at the nigga, then we looked at each other. <laughs> it's like, dog, you you sure? He said, yeah. It was this younger dude, a black dude. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. He looked at the ticket again. He said, yeah. All right, shit. We sat the fuck down. <laughs> we looked. <laughs> shit, we out here, nigga. We out here. And that nigga L was extra, extra with it. Like, because that nigga was a huge Baron Davis fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this nigga... Screaming for Baron Davis. BD. Every time he do some shit, he get high. BDZ. Too easy. <laughs> too easy. Motherfucking score niggas looking at us like, these niggas need to shut the fuck up. Y'all know where y'all at? <laughs> but that was the best one. And then we had, me and Scott Knox had good ass seats to see the Spurs. That's the only time I saw Tim Duncan. Um, I'm just trying to think of the legends that I've seen. I've mm-hmm. seen, I got free tickets to see the Lakers when, uh, Kobe, mm. Kobe. I don't even know if Kobe was there yet. Eddie Jones was still the man at the two guard. Mm-hmm. Shaq was there though. Shaq had just got there. Eddie Jones. I guess Kobe was there. He's probably on the bench at this point because he was still young as fuck. Rookie. But I Sound got some like free tickets. Year. I got some free tickets to that from uh, Mr. Monday. Shout out to Jeff Monday at Mesmer. Um, Mr. Monday used to call me to the office specifically to give me basketball tickets. Sometimes I'd be in class. Come over to intercom. You mean Miss uh whatever the fuck Miss Childs? Yeah, uh yeah. Could you send Could you send Maxell to the to the office for a second, please? So everybody in the class like, Ooh, fuck you did, fuck this nigga did. I go in there. Yeah, you know I got these tickets. I can't go. You, you want them? Fuck yeah, nigga. Go <laughs> put them shits in my locker. Go back to class. Shout out to Mister Monday. He's a real nigga, man. He's I think he's still principal at Marquette now, Marquette University High School. Oh wow. Yeah, shout out to Jeff Monday. That's my dog. But uh, so yeah, the playoffs are going on. And uh, what else? Kwame Brown. If you listened to the show last week, I kind of broke down the at least the origins of the of the still ongoing Kwame Brown. I don't want to call it a saga, but I don't really know what else to call it. 
Uh, this nigga has been taking shots at everybody, everybody, anybody who's ever mentioned his name in any capacity, basically. This nigga is, is, is addressing you. He got 20 years worth of shit to address. Um, but if I must be totally honest, I haven't listened to a single minute or second of any Kwame Brown shit since I recorded the episode a week ago. Mm-hmm. Less than a week ago, because I didn't record till Saturday. Uh, since he wasn't here, there wasn't no schedule. Fuck that. It was off the rails. But uh, I have seen the headlines, and I do see that he's still out here, still talking. Some people are still listening. Stephen A. put out a very, very, very petty. Like, Stephen A. wins, like, petty of the month for May for this video he just put out. It's basically a, a low-light reel of Kwame Brown. Mm-hmm. Not a highlight reel, and that's a low light reel. Isn't that one of the things that Kwame is saying right now? Like, yeah, we can you can you can diss me on my basketball shit, but you can't diss me on nothing else. No, that's not what he's saying. Okay, if if that's what he was saying, then there would be no pushback. But the thing is, he can't say that because nobody has ever taken a shot at Kwame Brown personally. In the 20 years since he got drafted, ain't nobody ever said, yo, that nigga Kwame ain't shit. But like, that nigga Kwame a whole-ass nigga. Like, these are shots at your person, at who you are. All the all the criticism since he got drafted has been, yo, this nigga was number one. Right. This nigga was a bust. Like, this nigga can't hoop. This nigga it's all been professional-related. But right? see, that's what I'm saying. That's what, And I don't want to cut you off, but I thought that was no, his rant towards towards like Stephen A and Becky with the good hair is saying, yo, y'all can talk about my basketball career or lack thereof all you want, but you can't come at me on nothing else. Like no, no real life shit. Maybe he did say that, but nobody tried to. Okay. So you bringing up a moot point, nigga. Ain't nobody took no shots at you personally. All the jokes and all the, everything has ever been about you as a, as an NBA player. Right. Okay. So my initial reaction, because uh, Keith, like Keith, was on vacation, so he ain't hear the last episode. He ain't none of, hear none of this shit. So my initial reaction was to hearing all the Kwame shit. Was that I was like, "Yo, this nigga Kwame on some other shit," because he first started popping off after Gilbert Arenas was on All the Smoke. Mm-hmm. I heard that, and I listened to that episode. I don't watch all the smoke. I just listen. So I, I heard that episode and the shit that Kwame was saying didn't really apply to me because niggas didn't really take shots at him. Mm-hmm. At least my, this is my initial thoughts. Like niggas, like I'm thinking back to what was said about Kwame and it was all like, it was mostly critiques of Michael Jordan mm-hmm. about how great Kwame could have been. If not for the that's negative I, Jordan influence. That's what I've always heard. Um, Gilbert said, yo, this nigga was, you know, he could have been on some some Anthony Davis shit. You know what I mean? Big, smooth nigga with good hands. He fast. He was talking about how fast Kwame was. You know, just real complimentary in a lot of ways was my initial thoughts and shit. So I'm like, yo, Kwame tripping. Like, what's this nigga talking about? Ain't nobody even, you know, they ain't even coming at him like that. Mm-hmm. But then as time passed and I listened to more shit, more shit started coming out. He started taking shots at... Uh, he took shots at everybody that was on that episode, Gilbert and Matt and uh, Steven Jackson. 
Uh, and then as people from the media started to comment on his comments, he started to comment about the commenters. Stephen A., Rachel Nichols. Uh, don't ever talk about Rachel Nichols, dog. Okay? Rachel Nichols ain't never did nothing to nobody. And uh, there will be no bad mouthing of Rachel Seemed Nichols. Like he said something about Jamel or something to Jamel. Jamel Hill. That was one of the stupidest responses. Charlemagne caught it. Correct. I definitely went all into that. Charlemagne deserved it, though. I see. And I didn't hear what Charlemagne said. Charlemagne even gave himself donkey of the day for what he did. Was said. I actually think that I still have the Charlemagne clip. I think I still have all the clips from last week mm-hmm. right here. Let me see if I can find them all. I think they're all still nearby. But. Yeah, so there was yeah, I have all that shit right here. So what Charlemagne did So so the all the smoke shit, I was like, yo, this nigga tripping. Like these niggas didn't diss you. Well they dissed you, but it wasn't personal, you know. And all these motherfuckers who've been talking about him have only been talking about basketball. Um but then as I got to thinking more about it, I was like, yo, this nigga Kwame almost forty, bro. Like this nigga got drafted in what? Like old fucking what? Oh one, oh two, some shit like Somewhere that. Around there, twenty years ago, this nigga almost forty. He's like our age, and motherfuckers have made him like the poster child for number one pick bus in the NBA ever since then for mm-hmm. twenty years. Twenty years, though. I was eighteen when I came to the league, but then you got to think about the fact that Kwame played for a decade plus. He Kwame did. lasted 13, 12, 13 years in the NBA. Made some good money, too. And then the fact, and then even without that, though, the fact that y'all niggas still been talking about me, I'm still getting jokes cracked about me 20 years later. Right. Like, I will be frustrated, too. I'll be frustrated, too. So that's one of the points I made. And uh, um, I just felt like I understood Kwame's initial reactions. To that shit Like maybe I didn't agree with them But I understood why he would Lash out Cause like yo I'm tired of y'all niggas Talking about me Like what the fuck Cause he was getting personal Like them niggas didn't get personal Like mm-hmm. I said But he got personal Like immediately Started talking about Steven Jackson's situation With his I mean uh Matt Byron's situation With his kids And, and Derek Fisher I yeah, heard that Yeah and all that shit Steven Jackson And being a hoe And Paying for pussy And Stack was like Nigga of course I did Yeah I was at the strip club Every night nigga That nigga Stack Is Is newly Muslim So he trying to uh, Trying to act right And trying to clean up A little bit Right But Yeah he got He got a little wild Um, And then But what Charlemagne did Charlemagne got to talking about This nigga Kwame's Like parents Mm-hmm. Not like in a negative way But not not in a particularly positive way either Not his parents, his father in particular mm-hmm. um, Out of talking about some shit that he got Either accused of or convicted of I can play it for the you The Pops or Kwame? The Pops Okay uh, I can play it for you I actually have it right here Pull this up and I'll play this for you. This is less than a minute. This is, uh, I took it and cut it up. Okay. Obviously, this is not the whole thing. Because I played like 11 of these last week. Got you. Like there's, last week was 118. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 12, 
11, 12, 13, 14, 14, 14 different clips. <laughs> well, 13, because this is a song. 13 different clips from last week. 12, because that's also a song. But uh, this is what Charlemagne said uh, the week before last about Kwame Brown. Leave Kwame Brown alone. I don't know if y'all know, but you could do a little research. Kwame Brown was born in Charleston, South Carolina. His family lived in Moss Corner, South Carolina. His father's name was Willie Brown. I went to school with his sister, and I went to school with one of his his brothers. Let me tell y'all something. Kwame's father in the 90s, he beat a woman with an axe handle. It was his girlfriend. And the rumor was he buried her alive. He buried her in the area that I grew up in, if I remember correctly. Uh, if he's still alive, he's in prison for life because he got caught because he left South Carolina after the murder and came back for his paycheck. His other brother shot his baby mama several times and then killed himself. That was like in 08. Kwame's other brother just went to jail for murder like three years ago. I'm saying all that to say, leave Kwame leave alone. Him. I've seen folks snap for less and it looks like, you know, Kwame is snapping. And if you look at the history of men in his family, you would know his, his men in his family have a history of snapping. So my response to that was why? Like, nigga, why? Like, why would you bring all that shit up Right now, like, like that shit was just totally unnecessary. That's what I said uh, last week. And maybe let me put a marker here. Maybe I can find that part and mm-hmm. stick it here for the people who missed it. But uh, and then Kwame's response, his initial response to that, like you, Charlemagne came. And was actually like he said all that to tell people to leave Kwame the fuck alone. He went about it the wrong fucking way though. Kwame's <laughs> response. So Char- Charlemagne came, not even expecting a fight. Like he just came, thought he was backing you up. Kwame retaliated. Like he pulled up with a motherfucking bomb. <laughs> and uh, here's the bomb. Ah, not a Breakfast Club that joined in. Nah, I think y'all gonna have to be the next victim. Rapist, Charlemagne the God, rape case guy. That uh actually played guilty and got away with it. We gonna name you got away with it. You wanna talk about a brother that I never met? That my father had children outside of his marriage? So I'm wrong because my father had a son at the time that I never met. He didn't so say you put out to the world that like I'm some killer. When I asked these gentlemen and they said they was joking. So now it's time to light your little rapist ass up too. We're going to find that girl you raped, punk, allegedly. Matter of fact, we ain't got to say alleged because you on the docket, bitch. DJ Envy, no neck having punk weasel ass. You just like the rest of them niggas lying all the goddamn time. For the record, DJ Envy literally said nothing Nothing. about Kwame. Zero. Like not a thing. He said like shout out to Kwame. Like, that's all the fuck the nigga said. So, <laughs> Envy caught some strays that he definitely did not deserve. And Charlamagne, you shut your punk ass up, nigga. You bald head, weasel face, bleach face motherfucker. <laughs> fuck out of here. See you on YouTube, bitch. All of this is promotion for his YouTube channel. 100%. And it's uh, successful. It is working. But it's not going to continue to work because niggas is tired of this shit. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Kwame... My thing was, uh, while I understood the frustration of being the butt of jokes, when you are definitely not the worst number one pick, not even since you were pick number one, the worst number one pick is motherfucking, what's the nigga name? Anthony 
whoever the nigga is that the the Cavs picked in 2013. That nigga is the worst. What was that nigga name? Anthony Mackey. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh shit, my fault. He's a he's an Avenger. He's good people. He's also Papa Doc. He froze up. And your real name's Clarence, and you have real nice parents. And then, 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 then remember that from Eight Mile? I don't. The battle. I I remember. I remember his character. I don't remember that though. Nigga, how you don't remember the fucking climactic nigga, that shit scene? Was long as fuck ago. But nigga. it was the biggest scene in the movie, nigga, where he battled the nigga, and he was like, "Who want to go first? He's like, "I'll go first. And then the nigga rapped, and he said everything that he was about to say to him, uh-huh. to him. Like, nigga, I know what you're finna say. I'm white, and I live in the trailer park, and my parents are broke, and this nigga fucked my girl, and blah, 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 blah. You still a whole-ass nigga. You got, you went to a private school. You trying to be a thug. Your name Clarence. You got nice parents and all that shit. So now tell these people something they don't know about me. Then he threw him the mic. And then Papa Doc, he just, just turned to rap. There. He was like, like, he literally couldn't say shit because the nigga Bunny Rabbit just fucked him up. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs, too. I say Buddy Rabbit, Bunny Rabbit. What's this nigga name? Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. This nigga went number one in 2013. Have you ever heard of him, King? I don't. Exactly. I haven't. Exactly. And it looks like he only Look played one year. 151 games. Oh, no. That's more than one year. Four points per game. Motherfucking, where's rebounds? Three rebounds and half an assist in his NBA career. He's from Canada. Look at this. He got drafted by Cleveland. He played one year in Cleveland. Next year, he was in Minnesota. He played one year in Minnesota. Next year, Next was... year he went home to Canada. One year in Canada. Next year, he went to Brooklyn. One year in Brooklyn. Then he was out of the fucking league. They said, oh, nigga, you trash. And he went number one, my guy. Kwame Brown played 13 years. He averaged five points and like six rebounds or some shit. He had a better career than this guy, but Kwame Brown is the ass of the jokes all the time, forever. So I understood the nigga's bigger, frustration. Bigger dude. name. Kwame Brown is a bigger name and than Anthony Bennett. It's Michael Jordan's fault. I've always heard. Nobody knew who the fuck Kwame Brown was. He came out of high school. Like, niggas, he wasn't on the scene like that. It ain't like when LeBron was coming up and his right. game was on pay per view and shit. Like, it was Michael Jordan. It was the fact that it was a Michael Jordan-owned team that drafted Kwame Brown. And Michael Jordan was playing. And then Michael Jordan came back to play, and you know what I'm saying? I've always heard that Michael kind of killed that young man's spirits because he was hard on him. That's what Gilbert said, bro. He was extremely hard on Kwame. You want to hear what Gilbert said? Please. Because I still got all that shit. And I'm sorry for y'all who listened and, last and, week and with Mike, some of these And already. with Mike being extremely competitive the way that he is and coming from the old school, I could see how he could do that to that young man. They that said, young man thought he's like, oh, Mike, like he hyped. Like this Mike, nigga, this Mike. And Mike was like, nigga, fuck you. <laughs> they said that it was not only Mike, it was also Doug Collins, uh-huh. who was the coach at the time. But, you know, Doug Collins is a Michael Jordan guy. Right. You know, like, I think, I don't know if it, I think it was Doug's first coaching job, but, you know, he used to coach Mike with the Bulls. He used to coach young Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, you know, and Michael Jordan owned you, nigga. And then he used to own the team, and Michael Jordan is the one who hired Doug Collins. So, but uh, this is what, this is the, well, this is a snippet. This shit is like three minutes long. And like I said, I apologize to those of you who listened last week and you heard this clip already, but my nigga ain't heard it yet. 
and I want to get his take on shit. So this is the all the smoke snippets. This is the whole everything they said about Kwame Brown mm-hmm. is right here. I didn't edit this part. I just cut this part out of the whole fucking gotcha. two and a half hour interview. So this is Gilbert Stack and Matt Barnes talking about uh, Gilbert's time on the Wizards and Kwame Brown. It was one of those things where I'm not come. I'm coming into. You know, remember Kwame Brown's there, so he's the franchise. First pick. Yeah, he's a he's a franchise. You know, yeah, um, Matt. Matt was just talking the, uh, the previous show we just had how good uh, Kwame was. Y'all killed a man. No, no I didn't say nothing Matt, about Matt, it. Matt, Matt was like that was one of the you know top number one picks they could ever ever round, right? So here you go. He I'm just saying what Matt Matt said this shit. I Matt, had so, nothing to say. Matt didn't say shit. Matt said, so, Matt said Kwame was one of the coolest, <laughs> one of the number, best number one picks ever of all time. He could have been. See, see, stack kind of being messy. Why is that necessary? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you understand how you would be frustrated right. by that? Like this nigga, you interrupted this nigga, right? To shit on me, to be messy. Why? Right. Why? He could have. He could have been, and this is why. Imagine being an 18 year old kid getting drafted number one by your men, your idol. Yeah. Hey, shout out to the Bucks. This is a playoff update. My niggas is up. 27 on these lame ass heat niggas. It's 173. Let's go ahead and sweep these boys. Yeah, Bucks and Foe, lame ass niggas. And your idol is Michael Jordan. Right. We know Michael Jordan. <laughs> we know Michael Jordan's personality. Right. Imagine that personality slapped him in the face. Going towards a an 18 year old kid. You yeah. know, just you know, just bullying him, you know. And you gotta remember, he's around his peers. You're not his peer. Right. You know what I mean? You're not his peers. These are his peers. So when you're making him look little to his peers, he loses his confidence. So when I get there, he doesn't have confidence. You know what I mean? So it's trying to build this this man child up. And when I mean man child, you're strong. talking about a, yeah, a, a just a big country human. Yeah. You know what I mean? So physically, he has. He's. I call him the show pony. He loses a show horse. Yeah. I mean, he probably couldn't race. Looks, <laughs> looks look good, though. Look good, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you, in games, but remember, you, Kwame was like, 18. You will see, like, you so, see flashes. Like, oh, he's gone. But then you have a flash of trauma. Nah. You <laughs> have a flash. You have trauma. a flash of trauma. You're like, and I, I who he could have been? He could have been more like an Anthony Davis style. Mm. You're talking about a seven foot guy who was probably the second fastest on our team. Like, just straight hunted. Oh, he was gone. Small hands. So he was more guard-like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when he decided to take off, you know, he's gone, ball's still there. You know what I mean? But I just I just <laughs> think it was, like, that's what I'm saying. But, like, he, he, the ball was still there. He's he was gone, gone. though. But it was, more, it was more the trauma than anything. Mm. And it was more like, even though Jordan left, he still needed a <laughs> fresh start. Effect, yeah. Because once I got there, I don't got time to be fucking with you. You know what I mean? I, don't, I ain't got time. It's, it's, either, it's either your team or my team. We both in the same draft. You know what I mean? We both in the same draft, and right now I make more money than you, so technically it's my team. Right. And, you know, I just... <laughs> you got seniority. You know, and, and then right now it's like between me and Stackhouse. <laughs> I got I got Big Sack with me too, so it's like, you know... And that was the end of the Kwame Brown discussion. There was uh, the jab that, that Steven Jackson threw unnecessarily in the beginning. And then, you know, Gilbert made some allusions to, uh, 
Kwame's uh, inability to live up to the expectations. Um, but there were no like hard disses. Mm-hmm. Like nobody say, "Yo, this nigga trash as fuck." If anything, I would think that I thought that Gilbert's assessment was fair. It was. It ain't like he came out there and was like, "Yo, this." I came in here. This nigga was trash. Right. Like, he said, "Yo, this nigga could have been great, but he's young as fuck. He got his idol shitting on him." So you know, psychologically, it fucked him up. That's fair. That's a fair assessment to me. You know, but at the same time, I can understand Kwame. I think I think in listening to that clip, all of the smoke, <laughs> no pun intended, should have went towards Stack. Stack seemed like he was being real messy and petty. Like he got something against dude for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Cause Matt was kind of like, yo, don't put me in this shit. I ain't say nothing. Don't I ain't say that. Don't and Gilbert Arenas was giving a fair assessment. This is what it was. This ain't no opinion. This is fact. So let me play this for you because you haven't heard this. So it would have been better if you was here last week. But uh, so this was Kwame's response, his initial response to that all the smoke episode that we just listened to. I think you guys need to focus and channel that energy on some more real problems like the way we are as black males and the way that we look. And Steven Jackson, maybe you could put that motherfucking blunt out and pull your pants up on your ass and put that rag down and act like a grown ass man instead of a little ass boy. Mm-hmm. Becky with the good hair, Becky go to counsel. <laughs> That's just hilarious. You already knew. I was quiet on you for years. I wasn't gonna say nothing. You you do you the right hand arm of uh, them white boys. You niggas is the worst nigga. You took food. You took down there. What did I get? Five uh, three years, twenty five with the Lakers. I was slotted to get 80, 88 because what a Tyson got. Nigga, you took millions out my mouth, nigga, and you shout like you somebody, like you love black folks. You the whitest black boy I ever know. I don't like that. I would like to so, know more in depth. On y'all niggas miss that. me with all that. Exactly. Nigga. I don't Whoever, like that. Whichever one of these white folks paying you niggas to come at me, this here one. Ain't nobody paying go nobody to come at you, Kwame. Who cares that much? Becky with the good hair? You, you need counseling. Boy. All that goddamn rage for no reason. She chose, nigga. She chose. She chose, nigga. She chose. <laughs> hey, you want to know See, something? Though? You gonna get your ass whooped like that? The uh, and I saw I saw Matt Barnes' response to that. He did say, you know, come come see me if we got to put the gloves on and we got to go do something. We no, can do look, that too. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Look. <laughs> okay, so look. So this was Matt Barnes' first response. I was confused because I never said nothing about dude. Never laughed, never joked, because I don't talk about people like that. So I asked my team, like, yo, what did I do? Did I miss something? And they said, tap Jack's knee when something was said. So if that's what got you mad, you need a hug, bro. Okay, that... <laughs> you need a hug, bro. But that is a lie. He says that his team told him that he tapped Stack's knee when something was said. Uh-huh. Right? I don't know. I have this sound clip. We really need the video. I don't remember where in the video that it was. But listen to this clip. I told you, nigga, I broke all this shit down last week. Mm-hmm. I broke it down, fam. Listen to this. Matt Barnes talking about he don't know what this nigga mad about. Nigga, yes the fuck you do. Because this is Matt Barnes on the episode. I want to say this is maybe two episodes prior to was Gilbert. Was this with Jenny uh, Bus? The Genie Bus episode. Okay. It was like two or three episodes prior to the Gilbert episode. You know, right before the trade deadline, we get Pau Gasol 
and then we just went on a tear. Like, Pal learned the triangle in two days. Mm, like, super it, smart. Super smart. And it just, it was like. Did you and guys now, thank Jerry? Because wasn't Jerry over in Memphis and gave Jerry you guys Pal? <laughs> <laughs> well, we traded Mark, Mark Gasol. Yeah, that's what people, right? people, oh, you got him for nothing, not right. realizing that what you guys gave yeah. him was Mark Gasol. And Kwame Brown. And yeah. so. Mark um, Gasol. And. Right. Um, Mark Gasol. So deep. Did you hear that? I, you, you basically you that, just right? shit it on like, oh, you gave away nothing. You no, you gave away Mark. Yeah, who said it first? Matt. Okay. Played with Mark. No, 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 no this that was no. one man trade. You just <laughs> used the name. He was that name was just there. Steven Jackson put extra sauce on it, but Matt Barnes is the first one to say this shit. You cut Genie off right. to make a joke about Kwame. Facts. But then you're going to act like, I, I don't talk, I didn't say anything, I don't talk about people like that. Yes, the fuck you, you do, did. my dog. Like, come on, man. But, but, this was the more gangster one. This is the one that you heard. Kwame Brown, you've been ranting for about five days now. Uh, your cry for help, your need for attention has worked. I heard your Instagram following has grown over 30,000 the last handful of days since you had my dick, I mean my name in your mouth. But come on all the smoke. Come talk your shit face to face. You got a story to tell, obviously. You're hurt. I mean, like I said, you, you can you can play it off with humor, but you're hurt. Come on the show, man. We'll be in Atlanta next month. Come to you. Um, shit, if me and you got a box before, during, or after, then shake hands to get this shit done. You know, I'm always with the shit. That is a direct invite to the well, hand. Come tell your story, right. man. Get that shit up off your chest. And you attacking Stephen A. Smith. He's almost 60 years old. He don't want to fight you. But I ain't got no issues. Like I said, I'm with the shit. So you could bring your hookah. You could bring that front seat of your car that you're always in. Ranting about. Make yourself feel comfortable. Whatever you need to feel comfortable. But come on all the smoke and tell your story, my nigga. We'll be in Atlanta next month. Let me know what's up. Direct invite Direct to the invite, nigga. That was like an email or a text message, maybe even a, a, a call to the hands. Direct invite, bro. The RSVP to these hands. I was, nigga said before, during, or after, bro. Right. At any point. Yeah. At any point, come get these hands. So one person who was mentioned during all this shit was Stephen A. Smith. And it's... it's it, and though I can understand why Stephen A would come at him, it's completely unfair. And this is why it's unfair. Because that's Stephen A with a huge fucking platform. And I'm sure he just killed this dude. He did. <laughs> um, he's done a lot. So this is what I found was a like a mashup of Stephen A insults to Kwame Brown. Mm-hmm. And I will play that for you right now. Wait, hold on. Let me make sure this doesn't turn off. Okay. All right. This is Stephen A. talking about Kwame. Tell you why. Because you're Kwame Brown. You're seven feet tall. You're the number one overall draft pick, okay? 
You come into this league, you came in without a jump shot. You came in without the ability to rebound. You came in without the ability to do nice footwork, to pass, to rebound, to defend, to score points, or whatever the case may be. And it's a decade later, and you're still that dude. You've never worked and put forth your due diligence in order to take advantage of the privilege opportunity that you were in. And when I see that level of consistency, consistency as it pertains to an aptitude, I'm going to call somebody out. If a dude is playing like garbage, you don't sit there and point out he's playing like garbage? Of course I do. You don't sit do, there and point out how but, he's but not the, living up to expectation? I don't want to get away from what we're talking about because th that's that's what makes this Oh, race. I'm saying I on the point. I'm right here. Form. But there, right here. there's a difference between reporting what you see in the box score at the game or calling someone a scrub. That's a fact. Like, if I make But he the, is a scrub. Well, no, not if he's a scrub. No, 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 you know no. it. So okay. Jay, so Jalen was on the island by himself against Stephen A. And uh, who was the other person? Skip Bayless. That was on first take some couple years ago. Okay. But we not done, nigga. Did L.A. give up too much to get a guy who has been labeled soft, although he puts up 19 and 9, which only 11 other guys do? This is a clip from one of those uh, ESPN shows. I think Stephen A. was talking to Brian Kenny. And they're referring to the same deal that Jeannie Buss was talking mm -hmm. about when Kwame Brown came to L.A. Or excuse me, Paul Gasol came to L.A. for Kwame Brown and, uh, and uh, Marc Gasol. No, Marc Gasol came to L.A. for whatever whatever the fuck the situation was, goddammit. I'm tipsy. I don't know fucking know. But this is, this is Stephen A. talking about that. Is that a trick question? You tell me. They gave up Kwame Brown. Who first cares? Rounders. Kwame Brown is gone. The city of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already, whether you win a championship or not. This man was a bona fide scrub. He has no game whatsoever, plays no defense, doesn't have the heart, the passion, or anything that comes with it. And you're asking me whether this, okay. they gave up too much? Please, the Los Angeles Lakers knew exactly what they were doing. They should be celebrating right now, and Kobe Bryant should not be saying a word. For all of that, you give up Kwame Brown? Please. This nothing to think about it's not even think about that's the other part of it that i was going to talk about because i'm quite certain when he was in la kobe gave that nigga hell because yeah, he Col kobe is they want to compare uh lebron and mike no you need to compare kobe and mike kobe got the same mentality as mike did when he was playing that's a fact very disrespectful right very but wait, Very this is Stephen A. talking about what he would do, how he would react if Kwame would end up on his beloved New York Knicks. If Kwame Brown ends up in this city wearing a New York Knicks uniform, actually allowed to parade the streets of New York as a member of one of the most storied franchises, I don't know what I will do. Kwame Brown. I don't know what I'll, I don't know what I'll do. And by the way, ESPN, don't even try to get me to do anything with it. I'll quit first. And I can I, can, I just cannot take. Can, I, 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 I just I, I can't take it. Just the thought of it makes me stutter. The oh, so he he, he been on the fuck Kwame Brown rant for years, for years. So you got to understand some of Kwame's frustration, right? And I'm tired of calling him Kwame because these niggas have been calling him Kwame. It's Kwame. Kwame, Kwame Brown. Uh, this well, you Kwame's, always think of Kwame. Right. This was Kwame's first response to Stephen A. Wait. Uh, Stephen A, you built a career off of me. A 17, 18-year-old kid, you think you walk around like you some big, tough man. 
you were going to college campuses speaking about a teenage kid and your only talent is knowing a bunch of big words and talking disrespectful to children, to teenagers. Y'all get on here, niggas work their whole life for some niggas with a bad tape line and a bad attitude and a bunch of talking can sit there and, and label people something. You punk motherfucker. You didn't you used to play basketball, Stephen A? My motherfucking career was better than yours. Mm, that's a fact. <laughs> you good at talking. The only thing you could beat me at is a spelling bee. Uh, learning big words. And you might can't beat me at that, punk. punk. <laughs> the only thing you motherfuckers do every day is talk shit about black men. We gonna stop that shit. We gonna stop that. You fucking with these people's livelihood. You fucking with people's children. I'm a man with children, and you niggas play too much. Y'all thought I was a punk because I didn't say something? Are you dumb? Who the fuck wanted to hear me say something about Michael Jordan? I wouldn't give a fuck what you say or what you think you're going to do, but I know what you ain't going to do, and that's fucker with me. A fucker with me. <laughs> you niggas just been doing a lot of talking. Hey, Kwame is, that's okay is with me. hilarious, dog. But I, t- I told you niggas hilarious. in a couple other texts that as long as nobody don't do this, I don't give a fuck about no talking. And when he said this, he went, like, touch me. As long as uh-huh. nobody do this, touch me. And we good. That nigga said, a uh, fucker. Fucker with me. <laughs> that shit was funny. And he said, you punk. You punk. You punk. That shit cracked me up, dog. You uh, punk. I'm about to steal that from you, Kwame. So, Stephen A was shitting pretty fucking uh, freely all over Kwame Brown's name. So, Kwame Brown said, hey, nigga, fuck you. Right. And uh, yesterday, I believe it was, Stephen A went on whatever this show is. I don't watch a lot of ESPN these days, so I'm not sure what show this is. But I guess he has a segment on whatever show this is. Maybe it's his show. I don't know. But it's called Mic Drop. And apparently he spent damn near nine minutes on Kwame Brown. Uh, But this here is about, this is about three and a half minutes. I'm going to jump through it. But uh, the... Money part of this clip is the low light reel that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. of Kwame. But uh, let's listen to a little bit of what Stephen A got to say now. Under most normal circumstances, I have considerably better things to do with my time. <laughs> but Kwame Brown wanted my attention. Well, you got it now. I didn't want to have to do this. Yo, what I don't like, I don't like. When Stephen A come on here like acting tough, like I hate that. Yeah, he not you not tough. You wanted my attention. Well, you got it. I didn't want to have to do that, nigga. Come on, man. Anyway, every black man has some some level of toughness to him, but it ain't that much, Stephen A. Yeah, like come on, man. I will punch you in your forehead. Your forehead is prominent as fuck, Stephen. <laughs> but he made me look. I don't have a single negative thing to say about Kwame Brown, the person. Nothing personal. You see who that is, Never have. Mm -hmm. And no one out here has been attacking him personally either. That's a fact. That includes Gilbert Arenas, who did not attack him personally. That's a fact. It includes Steven Jackson, who did not attack him personally. Mm, That's a fact. It includes Matt Barnes, who he really got personal about. And Matt Barnes never said a word. No, Matt Brown said a word. It Matt Barnes not said a word. the God either. Nor Dr. Boyce Watkins. He didn't say anything bad about Kwame either. 
Oh yeah, he went at Dr. Boyce. Nor did Michael what do you go at Dr. Boyce about? I don't know. I didn't listen. Brown coming at him. I told you he went at everybody who brought his Kwame name up. Brown's been getting personal with everybody these days. Talking a whole bunch of smack. Saying we don't support black men. Really? Yeah, that was some bullshit really? too. I called that out too. Please. The only negative thing anybody ever said about Kwame Brown is that he couldn't play a lick of basketball. So one of the things I mentioned was how I didn't like how Kwame kept making that point. All y'all niggas do is get on TV every day and talk about black men like they had an agenda. Right. I mean, these niggas are NBA analysts. <laughs> like, the NBA is it fucking 99.999% black, nigga. Like, who the fuck else they gonna talk about? Like, you know what I mean? And not everything is bad. They talk about the bad niggas and say that these niggas can't play for this, that, and the third reason. And then they talk about good niggas too. Like, this nigga's ill. This nigga cold. So, anyway, we got to get to the low. No slash. That wasn't a lot. So, this is. Let me, let, let, yeah, let's see some it's of this nigga's uh, real. Because I don't remember Kwame, Kwame when he was playing. Kwame just didn't catch a pass. Keep looking. There's other Another video of drop. him not catching a pass. These are Keep all with going. the Charlotte Bobcats. Keep going. Another one. What is this? How is this nigga fumbling the rock? Keep going. Here's another one. This is just with the Charlotte Hornets. Was that the Bobcats? All right. Keep going. Keep going. The man played for seven different teams. I got put wide open layup. Miss. Keep going. Keep rolling them. Keep rolling. This is Shaq. Keep going. That was Shaq's fault. That wasn't that even Kwame's fault. I'm boxing a nigga out. He tried to jump over me. And he, Shaq ain't got no vertical. Look at that pass from Steven Jackson, his former teammate. You see? You see that? Here it is again. Another drop. Oh, That's decent. horrible, though. A layup. An air ball layup. Keep going. Keep going. Getting dunked on by Brooke Lopez. Who can't jump? Look at this right here. Keep going. Keep, keep rolling the tape. Look, look at that pass. <laughs> he having too much Physically fun with this. He traveled shit on the pass before he threw the pass. Keep going. Here we go. Oh, uh, he went to the lane. Soft as hell. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Stephen Stay said, oh, my Lord. 13 years in the NBA. Yeah, I would have to say that aggression Seven that he has now, maybe teams. he should have had that shit back then. But and I've got an unlimited bank man. of bloopers. For Look, man. Stop what I always say about the internet, you can find video. Oh, okay, you about to break out that good shit to support any narrative okay. that you have. Bro. Facts. This and that is facts. I will not argue that point. So here we have. The top 10 plays from Kwame Brown's career. Let's see if we see any any magic in this moment. Sorry for the listeners. We going we we are about to watch it. It's three minutes. I'll fast forward through it. So we, and we'll get y'all. That was off the a bounce pass. That's from Kobe. Okay, behind us. Guys are yelling, oh and ah. I mean that. That was sensation. So a bounce pass from Kobe on the dunk. Bobcats highlight. Dunk on a nigga and one. 
from, from, from Stephen Jackson. I met both of those guys. Both very nice guys. Good brother. Another pass to Cody. Off the step. No bounce. Mm. If somebody wanted to make the argument, right, you could make the argument and you can find everything. I mean, you could find a Michael Jordan blooper reel. Michael Jordan has missed dunks in the All-Star game and shit. What are we going to say? But no, I'm not trying to compare Kwame to Michael Jordan. Please don't get it misconstrued. But what you, often, what you also have to say is that he did last, what, 13-something years Bro, in the league. Yes, if he exactly. was completely trash, he not lasting that long in the league. Exactly. I'm oh, mad this nigga got a free throw on his highlight reel, though. That was a free throw. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, you wanna know something? And it was number three. I bro. hadn't even thought about it. Why was it why was a free throw number three? That should have been number ten. It, it should have been on here. But if it's gotta be somewhere, it should be number ten. That nigga didn't close his eyes or anything. He's got lobs and shit, but that free throw was number three. Get the fuck out of here. What's number one? Oh shit. What is he dunk on Jordan? Who was that he dunked on? Fucking uh White Mamba? Is that Luke? No, no. Luke is retired, man. Yeah, it's hard to tell. He he yoked on somebody though. Yeah, so that's the Kwame Brown highlight reel or his top ten plays from his career. So there's, there's, you can find evidence to support whatever narrative he's trying to push. So I guess to put a bow on this shit, I do understand Kwame's frustration. Uh, but I think that his approach was, was way too heavy handed and it's going on too long. Like what else do you have? What else are you going to talk about on your page? And will anybody give a fuck? That is the key right there. Bring bring the attention, but once you get the attention, how do then, you keep it? Right, how do you keep it? Where is it going to go from there? Because it's only so many people that you can go at, and only so long people really will give a fuck. Which brings me to another thing that kind of uh, hit the fan while you were gone, which is the uh, situation over at the Joe Budden Network. Mm, okay. Uh, if you listen to this show, you know that I am a fan of the Joe Budden podcast avid, and of the pull-up. Avid Joe um, Budden listener. Yeah, I fucks with the JBP. Still, even after all the drama. And uh, I have sided, if you have to pick a side 
I guess if you're a, a JBP listener, you kind of picked a side in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree with Rory and Maul. Like, I believe everything they said. Um, I think that the shit went the way they said it went. And, uh, you know, that's just where I, I sit on it. Now, can but, you provide more details? Well, so you know about the initial shit mm-hmm. when the shit hit the fan on whatever episode that was of the show, of the podcast. And Joe went on his whole I'm fi- everybody's fired rant when he was sitting on the screen by himself uh, talking to people who weren't in the room. Uh, everybody was fired. But uh, then a few days, maybe three, four days after that, Rory and Maul put out a response video. They were together. Mm-hmm. Okay. A response video it was an hour long. Um you know, they were at a studio. It was almost like a podcast, but it was not a podcast. Right, like they literally were just talking about this one thing. Because they can't do a podcast. They can. They well, can. They're contractually, they're not supposed to. Uh-huh. And Joe threatened to sue them right, if they do. Right. But he later recanted that part and was okay. like, yo, you know, I hope they do do something, blah, 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 blah. Joe was real. He was very contrite after the fact. Seemed like he was humbled a little bit, maybe. Somehow. I don't know if humbled is the right word. Okay. But uh, he seemed to be a little contrite with the way that he approached it. But in their response, they said that basically the shit was fucked up because they were asking for accounting. Like they wanted like accurate accounting to make sure they were being paid properly Mm -hmm. because they are um, they share their their profit sharing partners. They share the percentage of the money that is generated from the podcast. They split it. There's a split, a three way split. Uh, percentage based mm-hmm. um, Everybody else gets the salary The whole production team and Parks and all of them They get a salary But Rory and Maul as two of the Faces or voices of the show Get a percentage So as such As as profit sharing partners They wanted to see the numbers To make sure they're being you know, Paid the right way Getting their correct percentage Not suggesting that they weren't But right. You know, for my own accounting, for my own business, I want to see the shit, which made sense to me. But they said that, well, Rory in particular said that when he reached out and asked about accounting to see if we can get some accounting numbers sent to us, Joe spazzed every single time. Mm. Like, flip the fuck out. Almost like, what, nigga, you don't trust me type shit. That's exactly what it was. And he even said as much. Um, you know, in his in his reflections on the situation on the show in the episodes uh, since then, subsequent to that shit, he said that, you know, that's how he felt like, you know, we're supposed to be boys and all that shit. So why would you even think that? Blah, blah, blah. But my thing is. If you're not doing shit, then just, you, you know, nothing to hide. Yeah, it's open the books. Like, you know, right. like they were like, we know because a lot of people have been saying, you know, how could these niggas. They're thinking that the niggas want equal cuts Like it's 33, 33, 33 mm-hmm. You know and they were like nah like, You know we know Joe is the draw Like it's the Joe Budden podcast That's what the shit is called Like we know what it is Um, That's why he gets the percentage that he gets Now I'm about to take this call real quick Put a marker here so y'all ain't gotta hear it Hold on Alright 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 We back My apologies that was the wife Calling a nigga what the fuck was he just talking about? He was going, uh, talking about the JPP or JBP. Yeah. So, uh, so them niggas said what they said and I believe him. Uh, Joe came out 
and offered a retort. He was like, yo, you know, I hope you niggas do do something. And, you know, I shouldn't have said the shit the way I said it. And I should have did it that way, blah, blah, blah. Nigga had a whole therapist on this show and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of that shit was corny to me. Uh, <clears throat> the whole therapist thing or. Yeah, because a lot of it came off like like some victimhood and shit. And I don't think that Rory and Maul shit came off like that. Like, it would be different if both niggas were like, no, he did this to me. And it was like, no, they did this to me. But it wasn't like that. They was like, yo, you know what I mean? We still fuck with Joe. We still love Joe. But, you know, this is business. Like, you know, we just wanted to see the numbers. Right. And he was acting like a bitch when it came to the numbers. But then Joe was like, oh, you know, these niggas are trying to sabotage me. Like, he said he kept saying that shit. Kept saying that niggas are trying to sabotage him. But wouldn't elaborate. You know what I mean? So I'm like, anybody trying to sabotage if I don't know. It just it seemed that's way more dramatic than what it was. Like that's a direct accusation, nigga. Like we trying to tear you down? Like right. we trying to destroy your shit? That's Why? Definitely playing the victim. Why when we are also eating off of this shit? Why would we, we be trying to sabotage you when we're fucking hitched to your boat? Nigga, like we all floating. We all riding this wave. You know what I mean? We are on the Joe Budden podcast. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we know what it is. You're Joe Budden. You were the rapper. You're on Love and Hip Hop. You're the personality. Right. And we are the supporting cast. And they was cool with that. They're like, yeah, we get that. That's why he gets the percentage he gets. He right. gets a larger percentage than us. But That's I how they shit goes. I need to make go. sure I'm getting my percentage. I need to get what I'm supposed nigga, to be if getting. If I'm getting what we 10, to. nigga, I want 10. Not nine and a half. Exactly. Not nine. Not nine point eight. Right. Not 9.9, motherfucker. Give me my my whole whole 10. 10. And that's just, you know what I mean? And then that's, and when you, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and when you jump on the defensive like Joe did, it kind of makes it, it makes it seem like you're not giving them that whole percentage. And it it just seems like a cost cutting measure, like a corporate move. Mm -hmm. Because you know how corporate will fucking do layoffs and they'll lay off maybe half if not all of the the people who make the most money mm-hmm. and then replace them with people they can pay less to right. do the same job right fact that's what it seems like to me like these niggas are getting a percentage i don't like that shit that's too much bread now because we bringing in too much money get rid of them bring in my other homies who i can pay a salary you know what i'm saying a set amount regardless of how much the show is making mm-hmm. i pay them this you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. as opposed to, you know, if the show make a million dollars and I got to pay these niggas 20% a piece. Right. You know what I mean? Now I'm out. How much is that? 400 grand? Now I'm out 400 grand. I only get to take six with me. And I still got to bust that down between the production team and all of that. Mm. No, fuck that shit. Get these niggas out of here. I get to keep this. I pay these niggas this set amount. I pay the production team this set amount. And then, you know, as the revenues increase, my money goes up. But there stays the same. That's what it looks like. To me, because corporate big corporations do that shit all the time. All the fucking time. I think we've been. I think that's what's been happening at ESPN. Like all when ESPN's numbers time. have been kind of dwindling, and we've been hearing about these layoffs of some major names at ESPN. I think that's has a lot to do with that. You know what I mean? Let's get this nigga out of here because he makes too much money. It's a it's an accounting move. That's what it seems like to me. No, that's and that's, the way that it was handled. That's a very good assessment. It's not the way that you should that I think you should handle people who are supposed to be your friends. It's different if these are just people who work for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the relationship is only this way. But y'all niggas were partners, like you know what I mean? And friends before y'all became business partners. You know what I mean? The niggas was roommates and shit, or uh, Joe and Maul and shit was roommates, and like niggas. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. Shit, shit is different to me. Like, because I got homies like, and like I said, like we do this show, right? And I would never do you like that. Like, I know that I, you know, technically created the show and all that shit. And if it came down to it, I would own whatever though. But still, like the shit is still gonna be fair. Like, if we're doing a percentage split, even if it's 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever the fuck it is, you still, I would not have a problem with showing you the motherfucking number, right? Like, nigga, we agreed to pay. I agreed to pay you this. Percentage of what this show brings in, and you want to see just to make sure you get. It. I'm gonna show it to you, nigga. This is what we made. This is what we made off of this. This was the merch sales. This was this. This was that ad revenue, and then you know this was the total, and then thirty percent of that, or forty percent, whatever the fuck of that, forty five, whatever the fuck it is. This is what you, you know, what I mean, just so you are comfortable enough to come in here. There's usually only two ways the shit gets fucked up. The shit gets fucked up because the head, right, doesn't want to distribute money fairly to the ones that's below, which is what it seems like in this case. Or when Tito want to, when when Tito want what Jack what, what Michael getting, mm-hmm. Michelle want what Beyonce getting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that don't seem that like don't the seem case like what it is from here. Rory and Maul because they. Said they weren't asking for more money. They just right. wanted to see the numbers to make sure they were being paid properly. But also, which is a point that I made last time you were here, there also seems to be a bit like I can't I can't totally absolve Rory and Maul from some blame here because they talked about how shit seemed a little funny for like years. Mm-hmm. Before shit hit the fan. Before they actually said something. Yeah, and if and what I said a couple episodes ago was that they might have been approaching it too much of they might have been on like a homie level a little mm-hmm. bit too much as opposed to being business separating the two from jump like you know what I mean we friends and all but we also have this business together now right. so now you know like from the beginning like for you to feel like something is fucked up but you still show up to work and go through the motions every fucking week for years Makes it seem like everything is all good. Right. You know, so from that standpoint, Joe also made that point about how everything seemed fine because niggas come in all the time. You know what I mean? And we just had a show. We laughing and kikiing and all this shit every week, twice a week. So it's, you know? like, so it's like, you know, I don't know shit is going on until this shit looks this way. So now it's coming at me and it feels to me like it's all of a sudden. So he reacted the way. So I do understand that too. So I'm not trying to just totally take a fucking big dump on that nigga Joe Budden. It's it's that it's that build up, and then all of a sudden your girl just hit you with the we need to talk. Oh my god. <laughs> we need to talk, oh and then go back like six months. Or that what are we? Right. What are That's we? That's exactly what it was. We've been kicking it for a long time now. So uh, hey bitch. We've been doing this shit with no fucking rules or boundaries for fucking 23 months. Right. And now we need to talk. Now we got to define it. Oh, no. Take your clothes off. (laughs) Take your shirt off. Okay, shut the fuck up. My dick hard. (laughs) (laughs) What we we talking about here? (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, man. So, that's that. Uh, Rory and Maul. Apparently, they seem to have something on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Um, they will I'm, be fools not to. I'm not sure what it is, but they just Maul put out a an image of uh, what I'm assuming is artwork for whatever their new venture is. Maul posted it on Instagram, and then today they posted this uh, 
like the promo job, video. Man. Oh, that is fucking genius. It's really fucking smart. It's very fucking clever. I'm gonna play this for Keith. I'm gonna fast forward it for y'all. Uh, so y'all ain't gotta sit through it because it's like six minutes long. But me and Keith are about to sit here and watch it, and then we'll be right back after it's over. <laughs> No Warrior Mall. So that is the oh, Warrior Mall. And was that shit not fucking excellent? That shit was very, very good. That shit was it very was good, right? Point. It almost makes you feel like this shit has been planned, uh, like pre-calculated. The nigga Rory got some acting chops, dog. The yes. nigga's funny, dog. He is. Rory is good. He's very good with the awkward. Like I'm just a clueless white guy. I don't really know what's going on. Like he's really good with that shit. Even if this shit doesn't turn into a podcast, like a like a mini series, if you will, with them two. I wonder what they got. With Rory as the lead. So you see this picture here, that icon. Mm-hmm. That's what Maul posted on his IG, uh, maybe a week ago. Uh huh. And then this video, as you can see, just posted yesterday. So you don't uh, know the only what? thing on their new only thing on their brand new uh, YouTube channel as you can see they got seventy three thousand subscribers off top so there are people interested right you know with one video with one, one video. six minute video how many views that shit got this three hundred and twenty one thousand yeah it's not bad so they're already bringing in YouTube money so so we'll see what they do wow. I one thing that I said last week was that I don't. I can't see Rory and Maul, based on what I know of them from the Joe Budden podcast, mm-hmm. I can't see them carrying just a podcast with just the two of them mm-hmm. talking. Um, I think it would need to be interview-based. They'd have to lean on their relationships because um, they both have a lot of them. Maul knows a lot of people in the industry and the, he knows a lot of athletes and shit. Niggas that they can call on when they need them. Uh, but then they put this out, and I can totally see this, especially based on that video we just watched. Like, mm-hmm. they could definitely do like some sketch comedy type sketch shit. based series, mm-hmm. and that shit could be good. So, who knows? They got some cooking. Clearly, have some cooking. Clearly, and uh, you know, if that's any sign, and it'll probably be pretty good. Which is, I mean, that's 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 beautiful. You know what I'm saying? To go from one situation that seemed to end very badly and cause you know saying some stress if you will Mm -hmm. to move on Mm -hmm. like i mean shit (laughs) very quickly if you will it ain't take no time for this shit yeah it's it's smart you gotta strike while the iron's hot like people are very interested in this right now like there's a lot of of speculation on you know what these niggas gonna do next right so right and no point of waiting like a year later because that by that time motherfuckers been moved on to something else as quickly as shit moves nowadays most right. definitely so fucking genius so shout out to rory and Mom, man i'm looking forward to seeing what y'all niggas finna do i'm interested definitely but shit got kind of hot for joe though because that shit happened and then uh one of the girls from the uh a podcast called see the thing is which mm-hmm. is on the joe budden network uh, she quit the show and then came out and told us all about a bunch of super inappropriate shit that Joe said oh, wow. to her while a guest on their show. Uh, he said inappropriate things to her specifically. Uh, she says these things made her feel very uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, they're not things that as the boss, you know, mm-hmm. you're Joe Budden, this is Joe Budden Network. These are things that you can't really say to people who work for you, right. even if you say them jokingly. You know, it's a 
an immediately an immediate and a serious HR issue. Right. Uh, so she left, and that shit came out. He addressed that. He apologized for that. And then your girl, um, uh, how come I can't think of her fucking name? Ebony right K. Williams. Ebony K. Williams on her podcast, which is on Charlemagne's network. Mm-hmm. She came out and said how how she and Joe don't really fuck with each other no more. And she said that it was because she reached out to him after whatever happened with State of the Culture happened, Mm -hmm. which I still don't know. Like, we never got, I never got a story on that. Maybe I just missed it. But uh, I just assumed it was because of COVID. But then even as things calmed down, State of the Culture never came back. So I don't know what happened with that. But she says after State of the Culture shuttered or whatever the fuck, she kind of was looking like plotting her next move and she realized how much uh chemistry she and joe had uh, mm-hmm. professionally on mike which they definitely did and she said she reached out you know when she found out he was doing this network and shit she reached out about trying to do something about trying to work and she says that joe told her that you know he didn't have the bandwidth for that right now for mm-hmm. an extra show so she said cool she right. said she was like cool you know what i mean i totally understand that motherfuckers plates be full you can't handle that cool so she says she then got a call from the Black Effect Network from Charlemagne mm-hmm. and them, and they made her an offer, a good offer that she accepted. And she said after that she never heard from Joe again. Like she reached out, and he never reached back, and you know, so he kind of ghosted her. That's her side. Joe uh, basically said that he ain't know what the fuck she was talking about, and uh, you know he just kind of laughed it all off and shit. So he probably didn't take her serious. Didn't seem like it. So there was that. And then there was the whole him and Charlemagne shit. Because Charlemagne initially was quiet on right, this. When Angela Yee brought it up on her rumor report, Charlemagne didn't say shit. He just he, gave a shout out to the Black Effect Network. And, and pubbed, uh, pubbed my girl book. Mm-hmm. Tamika Mallory. Tamika Mallory's book. Pub, pub, pubbed her book. Yeah. But since then, uh, the most recent episode of The Brilliant Idiots, he actually got into it. It was Charlemagne and Schultz, of course. And then I believe Wax was there. And uh, Ivy Rivera was also there. She's another personality in the uh, media space, Mm -hmm. podcast space and all of that. But uh, he got into it and he basically said that he don't fuck with Joe Budden no more either. He said that uh, he basically called Joe a liar. He said Joe says one thing off mic, you know, when they're on the phone talking on some, you know, homie shit. But then gets on the mic and says something totally different. Uh, he tries to paint Charlemagne in these uh, paintings in in ways that are not accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, when Joe had all of this fucking drama swirling right after the Spotify shit hit the fan, uh, the shit with uh, him and his baby moms with Sin uh, going to court and all of that, and they were talking about he was jerking off his dog and all of this shit, and all of that shit came out. So in such rapid succession, he felt like it was a smear campaign. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he mentioned, one of the names he mentioned, I don't know if it was jokingly or seriously or what, but one of the names he mentioned when he was talking about maybe who's behind it was Charlemagne. So Charlemagne seems to have seems to have taken that personally. Like, nigga, you really put that out there like I would orchestrate a smear campaign against you he was like nigga i ain't got time to do that shit i got too much (laughs) shit going on i'm out here moving like Charlemagne was basically flexing oh yeah he basically flexed he was like yo these niggas they can't do nothing to hurt me because i got too much shit going on 
You know what I mean? Black Effect Network. Network. We got this show, this show, this show. Tamika Mallory's book is out right now. This book finna come out. Da-da-da-da. Stunned. He was stunned. He was stunting on Joe. As he should. Successfully, honestly, because, you know, he, he, was, he was flexing on you, Joe. Like, Charlemagne was flexing on you, dog, and he won that. Like, if you want to compare your network to his, his wins, because there's more money behind it, because he's got a partnership. You own 100% of yours, but it's not worth as much. You know what I mean? That goes to the whole, would you rather own 100% of, you know, $100 or 50% of a million dollars type shit. And it also goes back to that whole thing that Joe was trying to make fun of him about with iHeart. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, you over there working at iHeart, what have they done for you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they did. You know, they offered him a fucking whole partnership. You use your personality, you know, your celebrity and our money. Let's go out. Let's go into business and let's split the profit. Right. And that's what they doing. Charlemagne says it's a 50-50 split. And they got shit going. Plenty shit. All the smoke is on mm-hmm. Black Effect Network. Like plenty podcasts that you listen to already Drink are, under that, are under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Charlemagne doing his thing. But the shit to harken back to the Kwame shit, when Kwame called the nigga a racist, I actually didn't go a into A rapist. What I say? A racist. Well, he is a racist, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a racist like I'm a racist. We don't like we don't like crack ass crackers. You're the same way. Facts. You know I mean? We ain't got no issue with white folks in general, but crack ass crackers we don't fuck. We don't with fuck that. with y'all. But um, uh, what the fuck was I? What the fuck was I about to say? Talking about Kwame and calling Charlemagne a rapist. Yeah, so he calls the nigga a rapist, and this situation is one that Charlemagne has also addressed repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, he's re- he's repeatedly addressed the rape accusation that was that never really came to fully to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, but he never went into detail, and he certainly never mentioned that the girl in question was fifteen years old while he was twenty two. Mm-hmm. Never mentioned that for sure. He's told a story of, of you know, being a wild boy when he was young and shit and putting Spanish fly in the girl's drink and all of this and how his homies wanted to smash because she was fucked up and faded, but he was like, nah, whatever. You know, this is the, the case that they're referring to. Oh, this is a totally different case then because the one that I've always known about was him buying drinks for a party, right, because he was of age and somebody he knew was underage having a party, so he supplied the drinks. And then later, there was some young lady at this party that comes out and says that he raped her. Mm. Maybe it's the same thing. Maybe it's the same thing, and I'm telling a different part of the story. Got you. But there is definitely footage of Charlemagne talking specifically about putting Spanish fly in some girl's drink, Mm -hmm. which is the Bill Cosby shit, the Spanish fly. And uh, whatever happened happening and him stopping, you know, his homies who wanted to do some shit to her from doing that shit. Um, now, it is believed that this is the same situation with the girl who was 15 at the time, who was now, you know, in her 30s. Um, and she as of two years ago, she wanted to reopen the case mm-hmm. because like Kwame mentioned, uh, Charlemagne did plead guilty to a lesser charge 
uh, contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Mm-hmm. You know, which was a charge that came with lesser shit. And after Kwame said what he said, Charlemagne's lawyers reached out to Kwame with a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. And I also have audio of that. Uh, let me find it. Where the fuck is that? Kwame, Kwame. I thought I had it. Maybe I don't. But he definitely came out and he was but, like, hey, nigga. You reached out. You had your lawyers reach out to me. and then, But then Kwame got on all that shit. Talking about, what kind of nigga got... That's how you know them people is paying for him. These white folks that are like, nigga, because he got a lawyer? Because his lawyer <laughs> called you, nigga? Nigga, because I'm trying to protect my image and everything that I fucking own? Yeah, he a rich nigga. A rich nigga with a lawyer. Like, what rich nigga don't have a fucking lawyer on retainer, bro? Like, right. crazy. So that was dumb. But, uh, but yeah, so that whole situation uh, definitely is not a good one. It's not some shit that you want brought back up if you're that a nigga shit, who's in Charlemagne's position. That shit seems to constantly resurface. I mean, yeah. Remember the yeah. whole HBO deal that he was supposed to have and then that shit got shut the down? HBO show, the fucking... Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely do remember that shit. But, you know, that's some bullshit. Like, sometimes the bullshit that you do, you can't shake that shit. Right. You cannot You know what I mean Sometimes that bullshit Is so bullshit And you never really paid Any price for it Even mm-hmm. if you're not That guy no more Right Like it's not that I think I definitely don't think Charlemagne is still that dude well, Charlemagne been married For however many years He's been married right. Nigga got three daughters You know what I'm saying Like I definitely don't think He's still that guy But you still did What the fuck you did Back then And sometimes that shit Just don't leave If it was that foul Right You know what I mean Cause we was wild We did some wild shit but we haven't done anything that will still chase us fucking this right. this many years later. You know what I mean? We ain't got no kids out here, you know, who don't know who their daddy is. We ain't got, you know, we ain't got no women out here like, yo, this nigga violated me. Right. None of that shit. Because our role was different. Like, our role was the fucking total opposite of that when we were that age. At least I know mine was. Like, in college, when we were out, because you know how our crew was, we was like at least fucking 13, 15 deep Please. all the fucking time. But a lot of them was girls. Like, we had girls with us, too. Right, we Deidre did. and Lauren and fucking Terea and you motherfuckers were with us in the crew. So we had to protect them. Like, we can't, you know, we can't have girls come out with us and then we have some bullshit happen to them. Right. Like, you know, we all took that shit seriously. And I'm not sure if anybody took it more seriously than I did. Like, there's been several occasions. I carried bitches. I carried drunk bitches. Bitches got drunk as fuck with us because they were comfortable as fuck because they knew they were safe. Drunk as fuck, like blackout drunk because you're fucking 19 and you ain't supposed to be drinking anyway. But, you know, we outside. Shit, we in college. We was always the cool niggas. We was always the cool niggas and we kept women around us or younger, whatever you want to call them at the time. No, they were women. They were just you young know what I'm women. Saying? 19, 20 years old. And, and they, they felt safe around us and even the women that came from outside that didn't really kick it with us, they already knew like we wasn't going to never force anything on anybody so yeah. anything that happened everybody did on their own will and consent yeah we ain't we were never no creep nigga right like we wasn't no creep niggas we from milwaukee man we fucking we some players nigga like y'all niggas don't Pimpin know about milwaukee snow nigga yeah but we on some player shit in milwaukee like niggas most niggas in Milwaukee want to want to operate at least niggas of a certain age from Milwaukee. Yeah, I was gonna say back in our gen- generation, our era. You want to operate a certain way, like you want to move 
in a in a in a in a player like manner, and and taking advantage of a bitch who's like off her shit. Right, is not player, not player at, at all. At That's all. very unplayer. So we're not doing that. But what we did do is protect them. Protect these girls are with us. We protect anybody we see who's fucked up. We're gonna look out, but especially the girls who specifically came out with us. Right. Like Deidre and Tutu and all them used to come out with us. Right. You know what I mean? Like where y'all going tonight? We coming with y'all. Like they they were with us. So they were, you know, like our responsibility. Like maybe that's sexist or whatever, but it's whatever, not. nigga. Like they were our responsibility. So it's been times, literally times, nigga. I remember a specific time when I had to carry Carla. Carla was drunk as fuck. Drunk as fuck, like blackout, pass out drunk mm-hmm. to carry her. I carried her, put her in the car, drove her home, carried her into her house, put her in her bed under the covers and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if you a creep ass nigga, that's it. Ain't nobody there, right? Ain't nobody there. It's just ass, me and her. Creep ass nigga taking advantage of that taking shit. Taking advantage, dog. But I'm not that nigga. Right. I brought you home because I know that I'm not going to do anything to you. Me and Carla still friends to this day. To this day, this is tw- I was twenty years ago. We still friends now because of that. She still remembers that shit. You know what I mean? She was off her shit that night, but right. you know how it be when you be fucked up. The next day, you know you was fucked up last night, and when you try to take inventory of what the fuck you did, you remember a lot of that shit. You right. might not remember all of it, but some of the shit you might remember. And she remembers, you know, I was drunk as fuck. That nigga Max carried me, put me in the bed, and she she said she was like, "Yo, don't do nothing," you know. <laughs> Cause she know how niggas is. I wasn't even mad at that. Right. I wasn't even mad at it, dog. Like you gotta be that way. But she found out that you not that you not one of them niggas. I put her in the fucking bed. I put the trash can next to the bed in case you got a fucking earl, so you can just roll over and earl off the side right. of the bed and don't have to fuck up your carpet. And I closed the fucking door. And then Captain I stayed Moon. for a little while. Then I left because I gotta fucking go. I had to go to work. Or class or some shit tomorrow. But a but, lot, a lot of that mean? is a lot of that is reason why I don't like kicking it with women now because we were the protectors and that's not sexist because if we all go out as men, we have to protect our women. You know what I'm saying against whatever threat harm may come their way. If somebody's being a little bit too aggressive, my nigga, she said she good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, I'm not her man, but she said she good. Right. So you know what I'm saying? I'm here to, to I'm here to make sure that don't shit shit don't go sideways. Mm-hmm. Which is why I even be hesitant now to to go out cuz it's like niggas be over the top with that shit sometimes and I already know my position like yo, I got to step in when you cross those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I still deal with that shit too when I go out with my girl. Not that much though. Mhm. Cause my girl is really good with that. My girl from Chicago, from the west side of Chicago. She's a bartender. She been cute, fucking forever since she was. You know what I mean? Right. Since right. she got out of her tomboy phase when she was in like a freshman in high school. She been cute since then. Oh, them so, be the best ones. Them tom, them tomboys, and then they find their uh, feminine ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what she is. Mm-hmm. So she's super nice with deflecting all that bullshit. And she's super loyal anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry about her at all. Like, you see you see how we move. Like, right. You know. She be gone. She take whole trips and shit. And it's so nep- part of that is because she knows... Part of that is because she know what she got. 
And then part of that is because she know I'm a fucking trip. Like, I'm an over trip. <laughs> like, I'm an over trip. Like, I'm going to go to jail. Like, I'm that that will be the time I go to jail because I'm a trip on both of y'all, on you and this nigga that you cheating on me with. Like, if you are cheating, you better be good as fuck at that shit. Because if you're not, it's going to be a whole entire scene and we all going to be on the news. Because I'm going to go crazy. Straight up. Because trust is hard. Trusting somebody is hard for me. I can't speak for everybody, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it took a long time for me and her to get to that point. Like, the first however many months or years of our relationship, there was overlap. Like, I still had other bitches. She was probably still talking to niggas and shit. You know what I mean? It took us a while to get to the point to be like, yo, you know, this shit is real. Like, I want to be right here. Right. You know? And, uh, you know, now that I'm here, like, you can't fuck that shit up unless we agree, like, mutually that this shit is done. Mm-hmm. Don't do no fucking side shit on the side. Like ain't ain't no side shit, bitch. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you out of your fucking mind? No, the fuck it is not. I will fuck him up and you up. I will fuck both of y'all up. And I shouldn't say that, but that's what would happen. Right. No, that's. that's... Or at least that's what I would want to happen. Maybe in the moment I would stop myself because I know if I fucking choke the fuck out of this bitch, I'm gonna fucking go to prison forever. But no, that's what that's that's what my heart is. Not necessarily, I think they actually have something for that. Like, I'm gonna plead insanity due to mm, rage, rage induced insanity. But that's it's like it's happen. like some in the moment type shit that crime you, of passion. Yeah, yeah. If shit. you got a great lawyer, you can get off. It, no, it's yeah, interesting to hear that though because I think I'm I'm the total I'm the total opposite way. I'm the total opposite way. I'm like, and up. maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's because, uh, because me and the wife has been through a lot more uh, uh, trauma or drama, mm-hmm. if you will. Like a nigga just be like, "Oh, okay, you chose. I'm out." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Look, if does, does nigga- that mean that does that mean that I love my girl any less? No, 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 no. But maybe that just, like you said, it just means you just react different. Mm -hmm. Like, if you get at my girl and she is with whatever the fuck you're saying, then you won. I fucked up somewhere. Like, if you can take my girl from me, then she not my girl. Mm -hmm. And probably never was, right? But if I catch y'all in the act, act then that means you're disrespecting me. And depending on the, who the nigga is, he might be disrespecting me on purpose, right? Or oh, you indirectly. Know the, you know the nigga is definitely. Well, maybe, maybe it just depends on what he was told, right? Like maybe no, he got true. at her, and she was like, "No, nah, I'm single." Right, right, right. And you know now they out, and then I pull up ready to fucking kill everybody, and he like, "What the fuck is going on?" Okay, because that happened. Because motherfuckers be lying. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers do, do lie. Yes, facts. So maybe the nigga didn't know. But if it's a nigga I know, like if it's you with my girl, then I already know you know what time it is. So now I got to fucking take your head off. You know what I'm saying? Because now both of y'all are trying to violate. You know what I mean? So, nah, you know, it just, you. it just it just depends. But I say all that to say that I'm not worried about that. You know, my girl outside right now, if it should come to that, then, you know, it's going to be an issue. And then probably be a couple weeks to a month, a couple years off of this fucking podcast. <laughs> But we coming back. <laughs> but we still coming back be, though. As soon as I get out, I'll be doing max drop solo. As soon as I post bill, nigga, I'm right back. It's gonna be a two man show again. But uh, but yeah, man, I don't even know how we got there specifically. But hey, 
One of our rants. Yeah, man. One but, of our rants. But shit, I'm not sure we have anything else. Like like I told y'all niggas, we didn't have no list today. Like zero list. We just been freestyling. We still got about two hours in this bitch. So uh is there anything that you see that we, we need to touch? We fresh back. Or anything that you saw that you missed while you were gone that you wanna speak on or you think you good? I want to wish all you all you niggas that took them PPP loans fraudulent. Uh, I want to wish y'all luck. Ooh, y'all finna get prosecuted, 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 y'all nigga. Luck. Y'all fucking, y'all ooh. fuck with the government, with the feds, them peoples. Y'all going to prison, prison, had, prison, boy. Hey, you want to know something? <laughs> My uh, when I when I was when I was smoking weed, right? Uh, way the, back in the day. The weed dude hit me up, and this was this was when the PPP loans was like first the thing. Uh-huh. He hit me up like, bruh, you still got your t-shirt business? You know, I get you this PPP loan. And I, God was like, nigga, no. Nah. Because I was like, no, nah, I dissolved that. Like, I, I got rid of it and everything. Like, yeah. I ain't even doing that no more. And he was like, oh, okay. Because he was definitely about to try to, uh, you know what I'm saying, do the paperwork for me and, and, and get a percentage. You remember when I lived out in Dunwoody and next door to me was a nigga who sold weed? Mm-hmm. So this nigga, I ain't gonna say his name, but shout out to that nigga. Uh, this nigga had some type of fucking tax scam going on. Mm-hmm. Like somehow he had came up on like social security numbers and was filing like fake tax returns and getting the free funds. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yo, nigga, you know what I mean? I done got this much. I mean, you trying to get on? You know what I mean?" And I was on the same shit as you. I was like, "Nope." <laughs> Nope. I'm over here in this apartment with about three pieces of furniture in the whole apartment. But no, I don't want to do that. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I'm not about to trade some furniture right now for some fucking jail time in a right. couple of years. Nah, bro. Fuck that, nigga. Fuck that. I this this fucking futon that's on the floor, this futon pad that's on the floor with no actual futon frame. I get pussy on that shit regularly. Right. So my my life ain't that bad. That's all I really gave a fuck at the time. I had about three jobs, so my money was fine. I didn't have a lot of furniture because I was spend, I was saving money and fucking spending it on weed and kicking it. And I still had bitches. I had several bitches with fucking nothing in my apartment. Bachelor pad, like, with nothing. I had a couch in the living room that somebody gave me. I had a futon pad. It was just a pad. The frame was fucked up because I broke it from fucking. <laughs> I, I broke the futon pad from no, the frame from fucking. I broke all the little, had these wooden slats. I got it from Ikea. They had wooden slats on the bottom. I broke every one of them off, like, you know, over time. But it was just these two at first. Then it was these two. Then it was these two. The next thing you know, it's like two left. There's one on this end, one on this end. The whole <laughs> middle just sagging. Sinking in. Throw that shit away. But I broke that fucking because I was getting pussy, dog. I was just outside and shooting pool and shit, and bitches was on it. That nigga. was the Sandy Springs days, my whole phase. Nigga, the only fucking taking place in jail or in prison you don't want you don't no want parts of, unless you already enjoy that, you know, which, hey, no, no. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. Whatever floats your boat. But yeah, nah, I'm strictly clitly over here, nigga. I like clits and vaginas and labias and flabias and all them other fucking pussy parts. And, and, I know Flavia ain't a party either. Don't right, try to tell me that it's not a party. And, and, and what Keith will tell you is, I enjoy me a, 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 a get rich quick scheme. You know what I'm saying? Hey, if you got to do whatever it is that you got to do, I will not judge you. But goddammit, I am not putting my name and social security on no paperwork 
that has to deal with the government and getting some fraudulent money. Fuck that. Good luck to you niggas. Fuck that. It ain't worth it, man. Shout out to all the labias and the uh the the, the Tauruses and the Flavias and all the fucking pussy parts. Uh women still don't understand how a man could be attracted to pussy. Uh, pussy is pretty. To me, it's dog. pretty, y'all. And they, it is, are beautiful, bro. There's so many, like, a nigga just got a penis. It's either long or short. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a medium, medium size, whatever it may be. Some of them are cut, some of them uncut. Nigga, I've never seen two pussies exactly the same. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I done seen a lot of pussy in my life. That's a fact. Shout out to all the vaginas, man. Shout out to all the pussy. If you got a pussy, don't, don't deny your pussy, man. Stop identifying as male if you got a vagina. Embrace that cooch. Embrace the cooch. And stop being non-binary. This is about to get me canceled, but fuck that. If you got a nice coochie, fucking rep that pussy. What the fuck wrong with you? Rep that coochie. Even Why are you trying to be a dude now? That's hey, dudes are trash. Even if you're a butch, you can still say you got some good pussy. I mean, obviously a nigga won't, won't be able to, you know what I'm saying, like verify that shit. Why the fuck would anybody want to be a dude? Like, if you're a girl, why would you want to be a dude? Dudes are so, like, why, why, why? Like, we fucking are hairy and we fucking smell bad and shit. Like, why the why? I don't understand why girls are attracted to dudes. Like, I'm so ungay, like, it's crazy. Like, dudes are fucking gross. Like, y'all niggas is fucking weird, man. Like, that shit crazy. And me too, because I do all the same shit. You hairy and you fucking be scratching and burping and shit. That shit ain't attractive. But girls is all soft. They smell good. They got titties and women, labias and shit. Women, women try to hide when they take a shit. Niggas yeah. come out stinking, talking about some. I'm going there for about 35, 45 minutes. Leave the door all open and shit. Now the whole fucking this whole level of the house smell like your ass. That shit is gross. Shit is gross. What the fuck is wrong with y'all niggas? So shout out to all the straight women. Shout out to the lesbians too. Shit. Shout out to the girls who like girls. If you like dudes, I think you need to reevaluate. Cause I think everybody should be attracted to women. Shout out to the women. Facts. Uh, and I think that's it. We'll be back next week for 120. Hopefully, if we don't get canceled. Hopefully. We ain't got canceled yet, though, so I think we all right. We ain't got enough listeners yet. Mm-hmm. Shout out to El Puerto de Santa Maria. Ooh, that shit sounds sexy as a motherfucker. Out in España. We know y'all out here listening. I bet you they got some beautiful fucking women out there. Sure they do. Shout out to Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Meal, meal, and let's stop shooting up motherfucking places. Hey, and the nigga with GTA, you seen the GTA Auto Recovery? The nigga, his name is Ace Smith. Oh, the the nigga that got shot at on Facebook. Chasing these niggas in the stores, bro. Stop doing that, dog. You are not the police, my nigga. Dog, stop doing that. You gonna get killed out there, fam. Please stop doing that. Go, go join the police department. I understand what you're on. Like, I know your goal, but, bro, that, that ain't it, dog. That you just, it. you're not making nothing safer. You driving just as crazy as them to chase them, and then what? You can't do nothing. Like, you can't take them into custody. They're going to kill you, fam. Like, stop doing that, bro. It ain't worth it over a car, nigga. That's what insurance is for. The Facebook views are not worth it. And he charged, nigga, $500 to get that car back, I heard. Really? If he finds a stoli and it's yours, you got to give him 500 okay. Like, nigga, what? Do you have my keys? <laughs> the fuck but uh yeah anyway uh we out this bitch fuck with niggas next week Ch-